You're listening to the Acadiana's Morning News Podcast, brought to you by LABI and always on kpal965.com. Five till the Friday edition of the Hollywood Minute has just arrived. Here's David Daniel. What do you need? Still got the pills on? It's about to get real noisy. Jamie Foxx, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and Dominique Fishback in Project Power. The project is a pill, which gives you a superpower for five minutes, but you don't know what power or how you'll react until you take it. The thriller debuts August 14th on Netflix. Justin Timberlake's next movie has a new home. Apple has purchased Palmer, starring Timberlake as a former college football star who gets out of prison and heads back to his hometown to straighten out his life. No word when Apple plans to debut the drama. What is this man saying? What is this man doing? What in the hell's the matter with you? Fletch lives. Miramax is rebooting the 1980s film franchise that starred Chevy Chase. This time, John Hamm is set to star as investigative reporter I.M. Fletcher in a movie based on the second book in Gregory McDonald's Fletch series, Confess Fletch, involving multiple murders and a stolen art collection. Settling back with popcorn in Hollywood, I'm David Daniel. Three minutes before the hour now, as masks become part of our everyday life, painful pimples may be popping up underneath that extra layer of fabric. Correspondent Kate Larson says that gives rise to a new term, mask knee. Dr. Kathy Fields is a San Francisco dermatologist and one of the acne experts behind the proactive and Rodan and Fields skincare lines. And now, because you're wearing a mask, we're making a breeding ground for more acne. Maskne, more formally known as Acne Mechanica, is popping up as painful pimples on mask wearers everywhere. My skin has just gotten so bad. Shelby Brown is a registered nurse. Especially on times when we have to wear an N95 and then a surgical mask over, it really kind of keeps everything in there, so it's almost like a petri dish on your face. You've got a metal clip, a tight fit, and now you've got humidity, sweat, change in the microbiome, and the bacteria goes crazy. But masks must be worn. So how do we treat the acne? Start with the over-the-counter with a sal acid uh, cleanser in the morning and a 2.5 benzoyl peroxide at night. And not just the spot, but the full zone. The secret, stay on it to stay clear. If you stop using it, the bumps just come right back. As for prevention, no makeup. Makeup makes it worse. Cotton is the most breathable. It wicks away. Wash it every day. Dr. Fields also says topical sulfur products are helpful and she says specifically for maskne to avoid retinoids which can cause further irritation. Who knows what we may unveil next. America in the Morning for Friday, July 17th, 2020 is produced by Tom DeLac. Our senior producer is Kevin Delaney. I'm John Trout, Westwood One News. know how to keep kids safe. Do you? What? Oh my gosh, you don't know. <gasps> I know. You don't. <laughs> oh man, you laugh when you're uncomfortable. <laughs> no. Making sure your child is in the right car seat is one of the steps to safer travel. I will rock this. You will rock this. To know for sure that your child is in the right car seat for their age and size, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. Cool, cool, cool. Very cool, very cool. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Why would you say? 
This is Dave from the Dave Matthews Band for Rad. When you go out and party, get drunk, then drive, you're not only loaded, you're a loaded weapon. When you celebrate, designate. Choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette. It's another new record. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. 77,000 new coronavirus cases reported in the U.S. yesterday. That is 10,000 more than the high set the day before. Fox's Rachel Sutherland has more live. Dave, in a Facebook Live discussion with CEO Mark Zuckerberg, Dr. Anthony Fauci with the National Institutes of Health blamed the rising cases in part on lifting lockdowns too soon. But he's not calling for another round of closures. We really got to almost regroup call a timeout, not necessarily lock down again, but say we've got to do this in a more measured way. Dr. Fauci said Americans should look at masks and social distancing as a way to open the country safely, not as an obstacle. Dave? Rachel, masks are required in another state, Colorado. I don't know how in anybody's mind this became a game of political football. It's it's simple. It's common sense. Democratic Governor Jared Polis, but in Georgia, Governor Brian Kemp's a Republican, and he is suing Atlanta for a mask-wearing requirement that violates his executive order. Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms, who has coronavirus, tweeted in response to the lawsuit that a better use of taxpayer money would be to expand testing and contact tracing. For the third time this week, a federal prisoner will be lethally injected in Indiana. Dustin Lee Honkin, who prosecutors called a methamphetamine kingpin, was convicted of murdering a drug dealer who was cooperating with police, plus the dealer's girlfriend and her two young daughters back in 1993. Fox's Jack Callahan, Washington's NFL team, which just dumped the Redskins' name, now dealing with sexual harassment allegations from 15 former female employees detailed by the Washington Post. A former employee by the name of Emily Applegate claimed that the club's former chief operating officer called her effing stupid her words, and then also requested that she wear a tight dress for a meeting with clients so that the men in the room would, quote, have something to look at. Fox's Kevin Cork, America's listening to Fox News. At Fisher Investments, we do things differently, and other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So what do you provide? Cookie cutter portfolios like the rest of us? No cookie cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs. But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? And make commissions when you make trades for your clients? No, Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades. So what's in it for you? Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when our clients do better. When it comes to helping clients achieve a comfortable retirement, we're clearly different. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. 
When Congress returns next week, they'll consider more economic stimulus to deal with the corona-caused recession, perhaps more payments to some Americans, perhaps extending extra unemployment benefits that expire at the end of this month. At a time when millions of American parents are wondering about their children heading back to school for a new academic year. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says Congress must help. Do I think uh, money to schools being contingent on their opening? No, I think their opening is contingent on their receiving money. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell says help to send children back to school will be a critical component of the next relief bill. America will not look anywhere close to normal unless kids are back in school. So look for the emphasis in the rest of the bill to be on kids and jobs. On Capitol Hill, Mike Emanuel, Fox News. The fire is finally out on that Navy ship that docked in San Diego that burned since Sunday. More than 60 sailors and firefighters were injured. A stunt that involved a homeless man in Las Vegas left him dead. And the guy who put him up to it facing charges. It started as a pretty simple proposition by 28-year-old Keontae Jones, who had a bet for a homeless man. I got six dollars from love. He about to hit a backflip. Watch it. That man, 55-year-old Larry Connor, then attempts the backflip and lands on his neck. <laughs> he's sleep. Oh, bless, he's sleep. This was no laughing matter as Jones continues his live stream and even tells onlookers not to call for medical assistance as Connor lay there for over 10 minutes. The man died of a spinal injury 10 days later, and now Jones has been charged with willful disregard of a person's safety. John Saucier, Fox News. On Wall Street, stock features up modestly before today's trading. I'm Dave Anthony, and this is Fox News. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. Good morning, I'm Rob Kirkpatrick on this Friday morning with your headlines. Lafayette Parish Schools released its reopening plan, and it will be a hybrid model for now. According to the plan published yesterday, as long as the state is in phase two of reopening, students will spend two to three days in the classroom with the rest of instruction taking place virtually. Now a few important details. Students will be divided into A or B groups to attend school on alternating days. Now that group is determined by your home address and if your house number is odd or even. You can find out more about that on our website. Now two other details which have been important to some parents. Students who choose to attend the online academy are still eligible for participation in school sports at their home school. So that won't change. Also, if you're a student at a school of choice, your spot will not be lost if you choose to learn virtually this year, either the whole year or part of the year, your spot is safe. COVID cases are surging and hospitalization numbers are rising sharply, but deaths and ventilator use are not following at the same rate as the state's first wave back in April. Oxner Chief Medical Officer Dr. Robert Hart says healthcare providers have developed new techniques to aid COVID patients that were not available back in March and April. That includes the use of the antiviral remdesivir, and that is much more accessible now. Is the Department of Health inflating COVID-19 case counts as a couple parishes have claimed? Assistant Health Secretary Dr. Alex B.U. debunked that story in a press conference yesterday. Kevin Barnhart has more. 
The theory states that the case count has been inflated by COVID patients being retested to only find out they are still positive for coronavirus. B says he's heard the theory quite often and says it just isn't true. It's usually, I know a person whose cousin said, that's the way that we get those questions. We have not any credible reports of that. Certainly, I think what we've seen in the last week is across social media, a campaign to try to erode public trust in testing in general. BU says each case represents one person, not one positive test, adding there's nothing to gain from a beefed up number. I'm Kevin Barnhart. The Office of Motor Vehicles expanding the number of offices that will operate using only online appointment scheduling. They're increasing it by seven. Those offices include Brobridge and Opelousas. OMV spokesperson Matthew Boudreaux says they're going to monitor these locations and if the process works out to consider implementing it as normal business practice even after the pandemic passes. A West Monroe man is in jail after allegedly getting violent after being denied access to a Walmart store for not wearing a face mask. Brooke Tharrington has that story. The Walmart employee told him that he would not be able to enter the store without a mask. That's West Monroe Police Chief Jeff Terrell. He says 64-year-old Ricky Taylor's shopping trip then took a turn. Walmart asked a police officer working detail to remove him for trespassing, and Taylor refused to give his identity. Mr. Taylor got in his car. The officer was recording the license plate number on his vehicle. At that point, Mr. Taylor backed up and he bumped the officer. Taylor was booked on charges of resisting an officer, aggravated assault with a motor vehicle, and disturbing the peace. I'm Brooke Thorrington. Governor Edwards approves business tax credits and tax cuts that will cost the state an estimated $25 million in the current budget year, at least $230 million over the next five years. The cuts come from many forms, including a substantial portion for the casino industry and a year-long suspension of the corporate franchise tax. Political analyst Bernie Pinsonot. It's a real balancing act right now for state government to cut some of these taxes yet at the same time do not hurt state government so we pay for our service. The tax cuts and credits were legislative priorities for the GOP in the recent special session. The cuts and credits aimed at helping companies who've been hammered by COVID-related economic loss. But Pinsonot says it's anyone's guess as to whether it'll make that much of an impact. It's not a lot of money when you look at the total state budget. How much, how much does it help these companies? We really do not know, but lots of them are struggling. Early in the special session, Edwards expressed concerns about the financial responsibility of the proposed cuts. But Pinsonot says the pandemic likely inspired him to step outside of his typical comfort zone. He's shutting down all those businesses. He knows they've been damaged. And the question is, how bad have they been damaged? So it may be different, but I think the governor came to the same conclusion that most of the legislature did. A Lake Charles man who authorities say fatally shot two people and left a third person fighting for her life is now in custody. Calcasieu Sheriff Tony Mancuso says the manhunt that went on for more than 24 hours wrapped up when 51-year-old Neil Broussard surrendered by going to a Dollar General and asking an employee to call the police. Broussard was arrested at the store in a wooded area in Beauregard Parish where authorities had been searching for him. The Tiger truck stop in Gross Tet is changing ownership and the new proprietors will no longer display the collection of exotic animals that have put the spotlight on the business. The flagship animal, a 550-pound Bengal tiger named Tony, died in 2017. Now after Tony was euthanized due to age-related health issues, the main attraction became Casper the Camel. The camel and a kangaroo now residing at the Alexandria Zoo. In national news, the GOP convention in Jacksonville being scaled back because of the surging coronavirus pandemic. President Trump moved that event from Charlotte, North Carolina to Florida after a dispute with North Carolina's governor over social distancing requirements and face masks. 
The scaled-back convention next month will likely result in fewer speeches, smaller crowds, and the use of both indoor and outdoor venues. A face mask mandate will be enforced at both of those places. And finally, Elvis Week in Memphis is being modified due to the ongoing outbreak. Graceland officials say they're eliminating any potential high-risk activity, including live performances, group parties, autograph signings, and meet and greets. Attendance will be limited for the remaining events, including a candlelight vigil due to social distancing. Elvis Week is scheduled for August 8th through the 16th. Looks like we've got maybe another quick shot of rainfall out there today. Nothing that's going to be too drastic. We'll keep the rain chances going at about a 40% chance a little later on in the afternoon. Again, probably not going to be as widespread as it was yesterday. However, I would kind of keep an eye on the radar, especially as we get a little further on into the day. Temperatures are going to sit in the lower 90s. Heat index going to be pushing their way, probably mid to upper 90s through the end of the afternoon. Winds are coming from the east-southeast at 5 to 10 miles an hour. Overnight lows getting down into the mid-70s. We've got a pretty quiet weekend coming up. We'll see those temperatures warm up a little bit tomorrow. Mid-90 temperatures expected for your Saturday with mostly sunny skies. An isolated shower or two won't be out of the question here Saturday or Sunday, but it does look wetter for next week. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, traffic. And we've got a stalled vehicle that could potentially cause some backups. Right now, it looks to be okay as they work on this. This is at the intersection of Mount Vernon and Camellia Drive. Again, Mount Vernon at Camellia Drive, a stalled vehicle there. Police responding. Uh, once that gets cleared up, no other issues to report. The interstates look good this morning. Hey, don't forget about the construction zone. Once you're on I-10, headed past Louisiana Avenue. I know it's been there for so long. We forget about it, but a ton of crashes happening there in the last couple days. Uh, 612 now at News Talk 96.5. KPL, your traffic update is brought to you by LifeLock. Only watching your credit to protect your identity while well, you can miss certain threats. Save on LifeLock Identity Protect Protection. And the summer sale, go to lifelock.com, promo code RISK. The sale ends on July 20th. Back with more. And good morning. It is 6.15 on Friday, July 17th, 2020. And some big news in the last couple days. And and truthfully, the biggest news uh, yesterday evening as we finally got some insight into what Lafayette Parish schools are going to do. Now, as the largest school district in our uh, Acadiana area, a lot of times of uh, the decisions that come from Lafayette Parish schools trickle down to others, which is that's why you know it is so important and so many people are watching, of course, what this school system does to see what may happen in other places. Now, um, as Bernie talked about yesterday on Up Close, uh, she got some insight into what the plans were in St. Landry Parish and how they're going to handle things. So St. Landry is going to be all virtual, um, at least to start things off. Um, Lafayette Parish Schools are going to be starting uh, some things in a hybrid way. So a plan that came out yes, yesterday, it's called 2020-21 Learn Lafayette. Okay, And this is an initial, an initial reopening plan that will basically go with uh, the phases. Okay, So there's a distance model, a blended model, and a traditional model. So Essentially, um, the 2020 to 2021 academic school year will begin August 17th in phase two. That's the blended model. Phase two will remain in effect through October 13th of 2020. Now, plans, of course, subject to change as needed. So what does phase two mean? All right. So on maximum group size, 
25 individuals per group, including the adults. Um, for all grades, this is pre-K all the way through uh, 12th grade, seniors in high school. Here are, uh, here are the directives. Students will report to school on A or B days, alternating between in-school and distance learning models. Now, pre-K through fifth grade students will all remain in their class groups. Interaction between groups will be minimized. So basically, this one class will, you know, have lunch and have recess and uh, have have different things all together. It's not going to be any of these big recesses where the whole school is playing outside on the playground, at least in phase two. Um, sixth through 12th grade students will be allowed to transition between classes with safety precautions. You know, that was a big issue that we were talking about because, you know, once you get sixth grade and above, you change classes. You know, you go to your math class, you go to your English class, and uh, that's how the schedules are set up. That will still happen. Um, instructional times will be adjusted to accommodate buses, those not out quite yet. And until further notice, locker rooms will be closed. All right, so about the A-B schedule thing, because, you know, as, as a parent myself, I was wondering how this was going to work. How am I going to keep up with this? If I have two students that go to the same school, what if they're not on the same days and I have to figure out child care some days, two days a week, or some weeks, two days a week, some weeks, three days. Um, and that is solved in the way this is done. So on the plan, by the way, you can read this whole plan at kpal965.com. We have it there. Um, it has the links that you can click through and get a lot of the answers that you have. So, here is how the A, B group things work. So students will attend school on alternating days determined by the student's home address that's currently on file. Students with an odd number address will be on A days, Monday, Wednesday, and alternating Fridays. Students with even-numbered addresses will attend B days, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and alternating Fridays. For students that live in an apartment complex, duplex, or unit, will use the actual number of their dwelling. So say you live at uh, 1000 Johnston Street, but you are in unit uh, 1405, okay, 1405. That's the odd number. So they'll use your unit number on that one. Um, students whose home addresses only use letters will use the following to determine that way. So if it's B, A or B, A will be 1, B will be 2, C will be 3, etc. to determine if you're an odd or even day. Each school is able to help families determine which address they have of course if you have any questions okay so that was the biggest concern okay so on the days that you're not on campus you're doing virtual learning um now this is real learning grades will be assigned so it is important that people are you know connected families should be prepared to switch to online learning at any time as we don't know what's going to be happening with coronavirus um, there's going to be different things to help students with connectivity. More on that will come. Um, and the district is really talking about the online academy right now because there is this option. It's actually been around for several years um, where an online academy follows the approved curriculum for whatever grade you're in. And um, that has always been there as an option, a sort of a homeschool option. Um, but the district is sort of letting this be community driven uh, you might decide you know what i don't want my kids to do the hybrid model i'd rather them just be at home all the time well that's when you could be enrolled in this online academy um the lessons are the same obviously you don't have that in-person interaction you're not on campus and so that's um an option as well now here are a couple questions that came up instantly when this came out what about sports 
Now, we don't know about fall sports right now. We know the LHSAA has uh, talked about football and recently said that football wouldn't start until we are in phase four in the state, um, which is the full reopening of everything. So we're not necessarily talking about that one, but all sports, okay? Let's just say we get to the springtime and baseball happens or, or we get to basketball season and that happens. Um, the way that will be handled is if you go to the online academy, you're still eligible to play sports at your home school. So wherever you are zoned, you're not, you're not out of it. So that was one question. The others are, are the schools of choice, which Lafayette Parish has, you know, sort of been a benchmark for, uh, you know, even programs around the state, these schools of choice, whether you're part of the creative arts academy or, or maybe a, a gear towards a medical profession, those things. And those are set up uh, around the parish. If you decide to do the online learning for your child or, and that's, and that's the direction you want to go in, um, you're not going to lose your spot at your school of choice. Normally, if you leave to go to back to a traditional school, a traditional learning uh, classroom situation, you will lose your spot at the school of choice, but that will be waived. Um, had a lot of conversations with Justin Santani from the school board last night as bits and pieces of this were still sort of being worked out. But really, um, this equates to a compromise. You know, you have concerns from teachers. You also have concerns from parents. You also have, you know, uh, you know, officials in the government that say we have to get back. And you, ha- you know, it, the the American Pediatric Association, um, they they are wanting students to go back. So this is a big compromise. Um, as someone who is a logistics person and who's always trying to think, okay, who's going where when. Um, I think this is going to be, uh, this is going to be hard, but, um, we'll see. Um, staff and students, uh, face coverings. That's another thing that came up. Staff and students, third grade and up will be required to wear face coverings. Face coverings for students pre-K through second are recommended, but not required. Um, regular meal service will happen. Uh, symptom monitoring will happen. All this information is on our website, kpal965.com. Of course, Still putting a real big emphasis on hygiene, washing, sanitizing hands, practicing socially distancing, uh, wearing face coverings, covering your cough, all this. So we'll be talking about this. Of course, we have about uh, exactly one month from today till school is due to start. There will be a lot of questions and we will be getting a lot of answers for you. So this is just sort of, you know, we just jumped off the diving board. We have several flips and turns to do before we hit the water. Um, with the start of school exactly one month away from today. Bus capacity, 50%. The capacity on the bus will be 36 students due to limited capacity. Parents encouraged to provide transportation. However, if you think about essentially, if you make the assumption that it's about half and half what students are in, you know, have odd numbered house numbers and even number house numbers, in theory, that would be about half and half then you should probably have about half the people on a given school bus route, but it all sort of depends. So we'll see how it all turns out and, um, and continue to ask the questions and answer the questions for you. Again, you can read this whole plan on our website, kpel965.com. It's the 2020, 2021 learn Lafayette plan for initial reopening. And you can find it at kpel965.com coming up on the show. Holly Howat was on up close yesterday talking about a, nonprofit doing a lot of great work. We know there are a ton of them and we love to feature them on this show uh, because, you know, sometimes you just need a reminder. There are helpers out there and people really trying to make a difference. So Bernie's conversation with Holly is coming up. Then we'll talk to Joe Cunningham. Uh, You know, we talked to him often on our show here. 
But uh, he is also a teacher in the Lafayette Parish School System, so we'll talk about that. And, uh, you know, it it got thumbs up from him yesterday um, as an educator. His wife is also an educator. And, you know, and I think he, he takes it really serious, the importance of having kids in school and learning again. So we'll talk to him coming up. Also, 745 this morning, the new state superintendent of education, Dr. Cade Brumley, he'll join us. Uh, for a conversation as well, kind of on a statewide issue. How does the state view all this and these changes, and what are his plans as well? So all that and more coming up at 625 now at News Talk 96.5. KPL Holly Hawat from The Beacon coming up on Acadiana's Morning News. Louisiana Association of Broadcasters Prestige Award winner because of you. Thanks for listening to News Talk 96.5. KPL. We're talking a little bit about a group called Beacon Community Connections. Now, it's a local nonprofit, and their executive director, Dr. Holly Hawat, is joining us. Hey, how are you this afternoon? I'm great. Thanks for having me, Bernie. Well, I appreciate the chance to find out a little bit more about Beacon. Tell us what you're all about. Sure. So Beacon is a, like you said, a, no, a local nonprofit, and we're really focused on building the community by making connections. And so what that means is we do something called non-clinical case management. So when someone's having trouble with an issue, we work to find the right resource for that person, connect them to it, and then follow up to make sure it was the right resource. See, and that's amazing, especially in this time. So you're, this is the two-year anniversary of the creation of Beacon? Yes, we just celebrated our two-year birthday, and, you know, we're just um, so happy to be here and, you know, to be part of helping our community. So talk to me about what kind of people are, are getting connected here with others who maybe can help them. Can you kind of give us an example? Sure. So um, when we started, most of our referrals come from the hospital. We have contracts with both of the hospital systems here. And so um, it might be somebody as simple as we had a lady one time that had foot surgery. And when she got out of the hospital, she was living alone Mm. and needed some help with transportation. Um, And so we were able to figure out how to help her get to her doctor's appointments and other things um, that she needed. But she ended up getting a little depressed and um, our navigators noticed that and were then able to get her into some mental health counseling. She was just kind of depressed about being isolated and at home um, by herself, which, you know, with this pandemic, that's yeah. just um, gotten even worse. Yeah. Um, so that's just one little example of, of what we do. Are you getting a lot more calls? Are you talking to more people now because of the pandemic? I mean, My goodness, things have definitely drastically changed since March for a lot of people. They definitely have. So um, before COVID, we were just on a referral basis with our partner agency. So Mm -hmm. an agency had to have a contract with us. Um, But when the pandemic started, we realized, hey, we're in a position to help people. So let's help. And so anyone can call us for help with benefit enrollment. And so that's things like SNAP, which some people call food stamps. Mm -hmm. Um, If you need Medicaid, if you're unemployed and need help following those unemployment um, online application, we help with all of those. And um, like I said, anyone just needs to call us um, and we work with them um, just to help them. 
And so, you know, it's a non-clinical kind of deal. So are you getting a lot of uh, people from the community who also maybe volunteer their time and their services to Beacon? Um, so we are, we're in partnership with VOAD, which is Volunteers Organizations Operating, uh, I'm going to get this, that acronym mixed up. Oh, that's uh, what I do too. <laughs> after, after disaster. Anyway, it's, a, it's so we, we really join forces because, um, you know, the sum is greater than the parts. And so when we're working together, um, that really helps. So like 232 Help will refer people to us. We'll refer people back to them because there's certain things that 232 Help does that we don't. There's certain things that we do. Um, United Way, you know, has just been a, a great partner. So we're just all kind of working together just to manage the needs in our community. And, you know, so much is coming to a conclusion. We do not know what will happen. Uh, like rental assistance, there's a lot of questions about that because July 25th is rolling around. And then the extra federal unemployment money that has been coming to a lot of people that is expected to come to a close if there's not some further extension. Um, have you been hearing from more and more people needing help now? Yeah, so we had, you know, we there was a strong wave in March, April, May. It started to kind of taper off. June was a little bit quieter. It is definitely picking back up. And, um, you know, my um, staff has said that they noticed a big increase this week and, and people calling us. So um, yeah. I think we're, we're, you know, we're bracing for um, an, another wave. But um, what um, I love about living here in Acadiana is um, the Cajun and Creole cultures, which is uh you know we're gonna get through this yeah and so just the um just you know just that culture and that mentality i think is really what's going to help um us get through this and just remembering that we're all neighbors and we're all just kind of in this together helping each other yeah i mean that's that's the best way forward you know it's the best path yeah now yeah. how do people get into contact with you is it better to go to the website so they can go to uh, they can go to our website if they want to learn just a little bit more about us. Mm -hmm. And then um, also we are having our birthday fundraiser right now, and so someone can go and donate. We have a T-shirt fundraiser going on, so they can get a, a shirt. Uh, if there's somebody that is needing some services or just you know thinks they might need services, the best way to reach us is just to call our main line, which is area code three three seven. Hey, it's Rob Kirkpatrick, and I want to tell eight, you about eight, a brand zero, new one. feature at KPL Nights. Get back in touch with them, usually within one business day. It's amazing how everybody's coming together. Dr. Holly Hawada has been joining us, Executive Director of Beacon Community Connections. Thanks for telling us a little bit about this program. It's great to know that there's another resource out there for people who are just really needing, you know, that that hand up right now. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, and I, I, yeah, I appreciate, Bernie, you giving us the opportunity to share the message. Oh, it's the bottom of the hour. Now the top stories from KPL965.com. Good morning. I'm Rob Kirkpatrick with this news update. New COVID-19 numbers from the state health department show an increase of 2,280 cases and the daily percentage of positive test 9.96 percent. That's just under the 10% threshold the federal government has used to identify hotspots. 24 more deaths were reported for a total now of 3,375. Hospitalizations increased by 32 to 1,401. And ventilator usage up by 13 to 162. 
Low-income renters who are struggling to pay their rent can now apply for assistance through the Louisiana Emergency Rental Assistance Program. Matt Doyle has the details. Louisiana Housing Corporation Executive Director Keith Cunningham says the money will be dispersed on a first-come, first-served basis, but keep in mind... The program is available to individuals who are at 30% or below average median income. Governor Edwards says qualifying applicants can receive three months of rental assistance and... Eligible renters will have payments made on their behalf to their landlords. The application process can be accessed through 211 or LouisianaRentHelp.com. I'm Matt Doyle. Early in the pandemic, hospitals were reporting a concerning decline in the number of people going to the emergency room or visiting clinics for non-COVID treatments that could be vital for maintaining their health. But Oxner CEO Warner Thomas says patients appear to be a lot more comfortable going to their doctors these days. The governor put a moratorium on elective surgeries in the pandemic and were allowed to resume back on April 27th. A West Monroe man is arrested after allegedly hitting a police officer with his car and resisting arrest, all due to his refusal to wear a mask inside a Walmart store. West Monroe Police Chief Jeff Terrell says when 64-year-old Ricky Taylor refused a Walmart employee's request to put on a mask, a police officer working detail for Walmart intervened. Walmart requested that the officer tell this person that they were no longer welcome in the store. So basically to put that person on a trespass notice. Authorities say Taylor had a verbal altercation with the officer, refused to give his ID, left the store and got into his car. But that's when it got physical. Officer was recording the license plate number on his vehicle. And at that point, Mr. Taylor got in his vehicle and backed up and he bumped the officer. A second officer was called to make the arrest. A struggle ensued. The suspect reportedly said he had a medical condition that prevents him from wearing a mask, and he could not see the officer behind his vehicle. Terrell says if Taylor really had a condition, he should have just done curbside pickup. Their business is private property, and the business has the right to make requirements such as this of their customers. So they're requiring all customers to wear a mask. Taylor was booked on charges of resisting an officer, aggravated assault with a motor vehicle, and disturbing the peace. A Slidell daycare worker, 34-year-old Leanne Simon, faces one count of second-degree cruelty to a juvenile. The St. Tammany Parish Sheriff's Office says Simon allegedly twisted a child's arm behind his back before lifting the child up by that arm. The parents contacted authorities last week after taking the child to a hospital. In some national news, some three dozen retailers are inviting shoppers to get a really early start on those day-after-Thanksgiving deals with a Black Friday in July sale. They're offering online deals on clothes, home and outdoor supplies, cosmetic and tech goodies. Participating retailers include heavyweights like Amazon and Dell, Home Depot, Keurig, Williams-Sonoma, Gap, J. Crew, and more. They're hoping to attract shoppers disappointed that Amazon decided not to host its annual Prime Day because of the coronavirus pandemic. A convicted killer who murdered two men and a woman and their two children is scheduled to die today at a federal prison in Indiana. Dustin Lee Hokin's execution will be their third execution carried out this week. The fate of college sports this fall is still up in the air. NCAA President Mark Emmert said Thursday that the COVID-19 data is pointing in the wrong direction, that there needs to be a much better handle on the pandemic if sports are to continue. His comments come as the NCAA released fresh guidelines for a possible return to the field in the fall. The Pelicans have announced that rookie Zion Williamson has left the NBA bubble at Walt Disney World to attend an urgent family medical matter. Team officials say Williamson is expected to return to Orlando for the NBA restart at a later date. And finally, 
90% of the U.S. can expect 90-degree heat this weekend. Hot summer temperatures are forecast for the central U.S. and the south starting today. The heat will make its way to parts of the northeast this weekend. Last week, over 1,200 heat records were broken across the country, and it's going to be hot here, too, in Acadiana. Good morning, Daniel. Looks like we've got maybe another quick shot of rainfall out there today. Nothing that's going to be too drastic. We'll keep the rain chances going at about a 40% chance a little later on in the afternoon. Again, probably not going to be as widespread as it was yesterday. However, I would kind of keep an eye on the radar, especially as we get a little further on into the day. Temperatures are going to sit in the lower 90s. Heat index going to be pushing their way, probably mid to upper 90s through the end of the afternoon. Winds are coming from the east-southeast at 5 to 10 miles an hour. Overnight lows getting down into the mid-70s. We've got a pretty quiet weekend coming up. We'll see those temperatures warm up a little bit tomorrow. Mid-90 temperatures expected for your Saturday with mostly sunny skies. An isolated shower or two won't be out of the question here Saturday or Sunday, but it does look wetter for next week. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, traffic. All right, it is 640 now at News Talk 96.5 KPL. Uh, there is some fog out there, so make sure you buckle it up and keep it safe out there. Make sure you turn on your headlights, okay? Um, and not your brights. The brights make it worse. The interstates are good right now. We still have that stalled vehicle working Mount, uh, Mount Vernon at Camellia Drive. Again, Mount Vernon at Camellia Drive, still working that stalled vehicle there. Um, and hopefully that will be out of the way soon before we really get into some traffic situations. It's 640 now at News Talk 96.5. KPL coming up on the show. We're going to talk to Joe Cunningham, uh, Lafayette a Parish School's teacher and, of course, frequent guest on our show. What does he think about the plan? And also, what about AP scores? Uh, he's looking at those as well. We're back with more Acadiana's Morning News after this quick break. On. <laughs> Hey, everyone, let's all stop what we're doing and take a moment. You see, every moment can be kind of special. But they can be loud moments, goofy moments, dorky moments. It doesn't matter because every time dads like us take a moment like that to spend with our kids, well, it's pretty momentous. So let's take a moment to make a moment. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Now at Newstalk 96.5 KPL, and we are joined on the phone by Joe Cunningham, always with some interesting insight. And in this situation, I mean, it's not just all your knowledge, but it is it's your job, you know, and and you um, heard about this plan. Uh, Of course, as you know, there have been conversations about how there's been conversations about if there's been conversations about when. And that comes to uh, reopening schools in the fall. We have Lafayette Parish plan uh, out yesterday. It is called Learn Lafayette. And uh, let's just let's just start off the top, Joe. What do you think about the plan? And especially, you know, thinking ahead a month, uh, exactly a month from today, and how you'll implement this with your students incoming. You know, I think that this uh, this plan is ultimately uh, it, it's a very good start. It is a conversation starter. It is something the district needed to get out there because there was a lot of uh, concern. You know, we we had heard uh, St. Landry Parish's plan to go all virtual, Mm -hmm. and actually before that, they had had another plan they released to those schools, and it was going to be kind of a hybrid model. 
uh, but they ended up scrapping that because of the spikes in St. Landry Parish and have decided to go all virtual for the time being. St. Landry Parish um, made their changes go all virtual. It looks like Lafayette Parish kind of took their concerns into consideration, but ultimately decided, look, we have to get our kids into schools. We, we, we cannot let our kids you know, be at home for more than half the year. And I think that's a, a, a really good decision. There's, there's a lot of social and psychological and, frankly, economic reasons why kids need to actually physically be in schools in the fall. And that's not to say that, because a lot of concerns from educators is, oh, well, you're sacrificing your teachers so that you're, you can, you know, go back to work or whatever. That's, that's not really the case. And Kids have to have their social interactions. It's one of the big things about in-person school is having these social interactions with their peers, having friends, doing things. Even homeschooling uh, has homeschool groups where kids can interact with other homeschool kids so we understand and recognize that there is this need. So the kids need to be back in their schools. The big question is, will this plan work? And I think for the most part, you know, what you would describe in your newscast, what you said in your first segment, it's all, uh, it's all right on the money. I think this is a, a, a good plan, a good start. There's a couple of tweaks that I think we'll probably see over the next few, um, the next uh, few days and over the next couple of weeks. One of them is the the K through five situation. Mm-hmm. Um, when when Saint Leisure Parish, for example, originally had their plan to go hybrid, uh, kindergarten through fifth grade was going to go to school. That was going to have to happen. The reason for that. Child care concerns. I mean, you have younger kids. I have younger kids. How impossible is it going to be to care for those kids only every other day? There's not enough child care in Lafayette Parish. I know for parents to get their kids somewhere every other day. And I, I'm telling so you, I was a, talking to someone yesterday, and um, and they said their concern. Okay, now this was someone whose kids are all grown. They're they're in college. I think one's graduated from college, and one's still in college. And she said. The one thing that I can't get out of my mind is a seven-year-old kid who's going to be left at home because the parents have to go to work. And the parent who thinks they'll be okay and let's set them up with, you know, they know how to get the food and drink out of the refrigerator and they uh, know how to entertain themselves. That is frightening to me because you are right. There's not enough child care. And that's a hard part. And that's and it's also an added expense. So it might be out of reach of some people. So it's almost like I just feel like now that we have this this plan out, we might see some options spring up in which you're going to have kids together anyway, whether it's camps that kind of spring up to help with this virtual learning. Um, I mean, I'm one of those people. Uh, my wife and, and I both work full time. So we have to make plans for our kids even when the school year starts. Yeah, and that's that's one of the big things that that had to be taken in, into consideration is the parents as well. Uh, you know, one of my colleagues mentioned uh, on social media that it's not so much a matter of childcare; it's the fact that you know we have you know, our kids have grandparents who are nearby. You know, we can we, you know, if if we need something, we can send the kids to grandparents. But if we're getting exposed to COVID nineteen, we can't send our kids to older relatives take care of them because we don't want to expose them to that. Yeah. This is the, the the big thing here is still the disease. How are you going to do that? That's, that's the, the, the thing that made this so hard. I mean, you know, covering the disease and everything, 
that the data from COVID-19 changes pretty much every day. Uh, you know, we're, we're seeing different reports of, okay, we're seeing the data shows the virus does this. And then like a week later, we're like, oh, no, actually what's happening is this. Yep. A lot of people still making their judgments on the, on the uh, virus based on information from March and April when even the information from June is no longer valid. So, And that's also how science situation. works. You know, I mean, that yeah. we learn more and maybe we, we say this is what we're thinking, that we do two different studies, they show two different things, and we realize uh, maybe it's not so much. Or maybe it's just not so definitive. Exactly. I mean, one of the things that we do see, and one of the reasons that I'm okay with reopening the schools is the fact that we have studies from multiple nations, including ours, that show very little, if any, contact uh, or uh, infection from child to adult. We see adult to child transmission, but children apparently uh, cannot carry the virus load that is required to actually be contagious with this virus. So that is something that is a positive, and one of the reasons that we are really more comfortable sending kids back to school. Now, you put, say, in some schools, 1,500 to 2,000 kids all in the same building. No. Who knows what's going to happen high, there? You know? Yeah. Um, you know, it's... I want to ask about, you know, is this optimal? Because... What I'm thinking, if I'm a teacher and I just have half the class at a time, which we know it's going to be this A-B plan, in theory, it should be roughly 50-50. I don't, I don't know if, you know, I don't necessarily have the stats to know how many odd-numbered house numbers we have. You know what I'm saying? But in general, you'd think yeah, if people live on both sides of the street, so you have even and odd numbers, you should end up with about 50%. Does that mean, as a teacher, you're teaching the same thing twice? Because you're going to have to do it with one group and the other group. Then the first group comes back and you can move on, but then you have to teach that again. I mean, how does a teacher manage that? Because it almost seems like it will take so much more time to get through things. Well, the ideal situation is that a, and, and this is something that the district's going to have to address. And, and from what I've been able to gather, uh, the, the, the coordinators at the district level are working on professional development sessions to help teachers understand how to do this. Yeah, there's going to be some repeat teaching from, from day to day, but ultimately I also think this is going to be uh, a good opportunity for teachers to really learn how to provide instruction online and rather than posting an assignment or a worksheet on the internet and having their kids complete it and submit it to a Google Drive or whatever, this is a chance for teachers to record a lecture, record uh, instruction on how to do specific items on a test. This gives us ways so that we can continue the instruction even when kids aren't in the classroom. Now, for me, I'm a history teacher. I'm going to have to give a lecture to students, and there might be some of that that's online. But, but for a math teacher, it could very well be, all right, here's some examples of how to do these types of problems. Now, over the course of the next couple of days, I want you guys to record yourselves doing these problems and I will give you feedback whenever you're back in the classroom. You know, that's one thing that that a math teacher can do. So you can kind of, it's in education, kind of the inside baseball thing is called blended learning where the actual instruction takes place at home and the reinforcement of the instruction happens in the classroom. Mm -hmm. So, But it's just like the contract tracing. You you have to assume if it's going to work, everyone has to do it. And we just know that's not going to happen. You know, we know that every... 
every household's not going to provide the the same uh, level of learning. Um, Joe, we have to leave it there for time. Um, I want to have you back on, though, to talk about this. Obviously, you your teacher friends will kind of get together, and I'm sure you guys will start to hash out a lot of these things as you start to look ahead to what the school year is going to be like. August 17th is the date. That's exactly one month from today. And um, I would imagine if we if we go ahead to August 16th, the day before school starts, things will probably even be different from this because just like we said before, it's science and we learn more. A month is a long time with this coronavirus we've been dealing with, especially when it comes to recommendations, directives, everything else. So, Joe Cunningham, thanks so much for your time, sir. Thank you very much for having me on. All right. 655 now at Newstalk 96.5. KPL Rush coming up and headlines at the top of the hour. The Rush Morning Update is brought to you by Luxury Limo of Lafayette. Book your next traveling party at LuxuryLimoOfLafayette.net. Portland, Oregon has been the scene of violent protests for almost two straight months. This week, an anti-capitalist group calling themselves the Pacific Northwest Youth Liberation Front set up a so-called autonomous zone like the leftist crazies in Seattle did a few weeks ago. And nobody with any sense wants to risk their lives to go downtown. Businesses in Portland have suffered over $23 million in damages and counting. These vicious, violent, hate-filled, anti-American protesters are also attacking federal buildings. Now, to protect this federal property, the Department of Homeland Security deployed federal agents to Portland. That has caused the mayor of Portland, Ted Wheeler, to go ballistic. Mayor Wheeler is blaming the federal agents for bringing violence to Portland streets. Well, all they've done is defend themselves when attacked by these worthless shreds of human debris anarchists. Mayor Wheeler is demanding that federal agents either stay inside their federal buildings or get the hell out of town. Now, this nut job mayor also ordered the federal agents to clean the graffiti off of these buildings. Graffiti that was put there by the violent anti-American, anti-capitalist rioters that Wheeler has allowed to control his city. Mayor Wheeler in Portland, like Mayor de Blasio in New York, is an abject idiot. It is amazing there are any businesses at all left in either city. And for how long will there be? CBD getting a lot of attention these days. Level Select CBD is a brand to watch from Cadenwood, the trusted leader in CBD. Their sports creams and roll-ons are great for pro athletes, amateurs, anybody trying to keep active. No matter what activity you engage in, you could use the relief Level Select CBD provides. Retired athletes like Steve Garvey and Carson Palmer use it every day. And now, PGA Tour champion Ricky Fowler has made Level Select CBD his brand of choice, too. They use it because it works, folks. Independently tested, 0% THC made in the USA. Go to LevelSelectCBD.com, use the promo code CBD25 for 25% off any of their full line of CBD products. That's LevelSelectCBD.com, promo code CBD25, or dial pound 250 on your cell phone. Say Level Select, and this offer will be sent right to your phone. You will have the option to receive a one-time auto-dial text message from Level Select. Get the latest headlines online anytime with the KPL News app. Download it for free in the App Store and Google Play. KPEL FM, Brobridge, Lafayette. Wear a mask. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. That's a requirement in two more states, Arkansas and Colorado, where Democratic Governor Jared Polis says... The virus doesn't care. 
what political party you're in. The virus doesn't care what belief system you have. The virus doesn't care what your ideology is. But in Georgia, there's a face-off over masks. Fox's Evan Brown explains live. Yeah, Dave, Atlanta's mayor is insisting most everyone wear masks in public and outdoors, even though Governor Brian Kemp's executive order says no city is allowed to force masks on anyone. So now he's suing Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms. I am not afraid of the city uh, being sued, and I'll put our policies up against anyone's any day of the week. And Kemp's lawsuit claims Bottoms is exceeding her authority. No word yet on when a hearing will take place. Dave? Yeah, but a record 77,000 new coronavirus cases were reported in the U.S. yesterday. That's 10,000 more than the prior high the day before, with nearly 1,000 deaths, 156 in Florida. That's a new record there. Protesters again clashed with law enforcement last night in Portland, Oregon, where tear gas was again used. Acting Homeland Security Secretary Chad Wolf is urging local leaders there to publicly condemn these violent anarchists because otherwise you're creating an environment, you're fostering an environment uh, that continues to breed this type of lawlessness. But Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler is urging the White House to remove what he called a heightened troop presence protecting the courthouse, tweeting it's escalating the tension. Washington's football team. Days after dropping the Redskins' name, hit with a Washington Post report detailing sexual harassment allegations from 15 women who used to work for the NFL club. Team owner Dan Snyder is not accused of sexual harassment here. Two executives and a radio announcer named in the report, though, all left the organization days before it was published. Fox's Rob Schmidt, the NFL, calls it serious, disturbing, and contrary to values. America's listening to Fox News. At Fisher Investments, we do things differently. And other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So what do you provide? Cookie cutter portfolios like the rest of us? No cookie cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs. But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? And make commissions when you make trades for your clients? No, Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades. So what's in it for you? Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when our clients do better. When it comes to helping clients achieve a comfortable retirement, we're clearly different. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. The president's Democratic challenger, Joe Biden, keeps calling the Trump corona response a failure. The president insists he acted quickly and saves lives and is confident we will have a vaccine in a record time. Now, he also says getting rid of regulations sped up the fight against the virus. President Trump announced plans to expand deregulation, saying during his time in office for every new federal regulation added, nearly eight have been terminated. These oppressive burdensome mandates were a stealth tax on our people, slashing take-home pay, suppressing innovation, surging the cost of goods. President Trump says next week he will roll out a new order, rolling back housing and zoning regulations and promises eight weeks of additional policies covering immigration and education. 
Democrats say the deregulation pushed by the Trump administration undermines environmental, labor, and discrimination protections. Jared Halpern, Fox News. A federal judge is allowing California residents to again legally buy foie gras, which had been banned so long as the product and the transaction are made out of state. They still cannot get it at a restaurant. This TV game show host is giving an update on his condition. Who is Alex Trebek? Alex Trebek, sporting a new goatee, posted a video on social media giving fans a health and Jeopardy update with what Trebek called a show first. They are opening up the Jeopardy vaults to showcase vintage episodes. Including the very first Jeopardy show I ever hosted. Mustache and all. Trebek also updated fans on his treatment and his ongoing battle with pancreatic cancer. It is paying off, though it does fatigue me a great deal. My numbers are good. I'm feeling great. And it's not slowing the 79-year-old down. He also managed to write a book titled The Answer Is Reflections on My Life, which he said will be released July 21st. That's Michelle Polino. I'm Dave Anthony, and this is Fox News. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. Good morning, I'm Rob Kirkpatrick on this Friday morning with your headlines. Lafayette Parish Schools released its reopening plan, and it will be a hybrid model for now. According to the plan published yesterday, as long as the state is in phase two of reopening, students will spend two to three days in the classroom with the rest of instruction taking place virtually. Now a few important details. Students will be divided into A or B groups to attend school on alternating days. Now that group is determined by your home address and if your house number is odd or even. You can find out more about that on our website. Now two other details which have been important to some parents. Students who choose to attend the online academy are still eligible for participation in school sports at their home school. So that won't change. Also, if you're a student at a school of choice, your spot will not be lost if you choose to learn virtually this year, either the whole year or part of the year. Your spot is safe. COVID cases are surging and hospitalization numbers are rising sharply, but deaths and ventilator use are not following at the same rate as the state's first wave back in April. Oxner Chief Medical Officer Dr. Robert Hart says healthcare providers have developed new techniques to aid COVID patients that were not available back in March and April. That includes the use of the antiviral remdesivir, and that is much more accessible now. Is the Department of Health inflating COVID-19 case counts as a couple parishes have claimed? Assistant Health Secretary Dr. Alex B.U. debunked that story in a press conference yesterday. Kevin Barnhart has more. The theory states that the case count has been inflated by COVID patients being retested to only find out they are still positive for coronavirus. BU says he's heard the theory quite often and says it just isn't true. It's usually, I know a person whose cousin said that's the way that we get those questions. We have not any credible reports of that. Certainly, I think what we've seen in the last week is across social media, a campaign to try to erode public trust in testing in general. BU says each case represents one person, not one positive test, adding there's nothing to gain from a beefed up number. I'm Kevin Bornhart. The Office of Motor Vehicles expanding the number of offices that will operate using only online appointment scheduling. They're increasing it by seven. Those offices include Brobridge and Opelousas. OMV spokesperson Matthew Boudreaux says they're going to monitor these locations and if the process works out to consider implementing it as normal business practice even after the pandemic passes. A West Monroe man is in jail after allegedly getting violent after being denied access to a Walmart store for not wearing a face mask. 
Brooke Thorrington has that story. The Walmart employee told him that he would not be able to enter the store without a mask. That's West Monroe Police Chief Jeff Terrell. He says 64-year-old Ricky Taylor's shopping trip then took a turn. Walmart asked a police officer working detail to remove him for trespassing, and Taylor refused to give his identity. Mr. Taylor got in his car. The officer was recording the license plate number on his vehicle. At that point, Mr. Taylor backed up and he bumped the officer. Taylor was booked on charges of resisting an officer, aggravated assault with a motor vehicle, vehicle and disturbing the peace. I'm Brooke Thorrington. Governor Edwards approves business tax credits and tax cuts that will cost the state an estimated $25 million in the current budget year, at least $230 million over the next five years. The cuts come from many forms, including a substantial portion for the casino industry and a year-long suspension of the corporate franchise tax. Political analyst Bernie Pinsonot. It's a real balancing act right now for state government to Cut some of these taxes yet at the same time do not hurt state government so we pay for our service. The tax cuts and credits were legislative priorities for the GOP in the recent special session. The cuts and credits aimed at helping companies who've been hammered by COVID-related economic loss. But Pinsonot says it's anyone's guess as to whether it'll make that much of an impact. It's not a lot of money when you look at the total state budget. How much, how much does it help these companies? We really do not know, but lots of them are struggling. Early in the special session, Edwards expressed concerns about the financial responsibility of the proposed cuts. But Pinsonot says the pandemic likely inspired him to step outside of his typical comfort zone. His shutting down all those businesses, he knows they've been damaged. And the question is, how bad have they been damaged? So it may be different, but I think the governor came to the same conclusion that most of the legislature did. A Lake Charles man who authorities say fatally shot two people and left a third person fighting for her life is now in custody. Calcasieu Sheriff Tony Mancuso says the manhunt that went on for more than 24 hours wrapped up when 51-year-old Neil Broussard surrendered by going to a Dollar General and asking an employee to call the police. Broussard was arrested at the store in a wooded area in Beauregard Parish where authorities had been searching for him. The Tiger Truck Stop in Gross Tet is changing ownership and the new proprietors will no longer display the collection of exotic animals that have put the spotlight on the business. The flagship animal, a 550-pound Bengal tiger named Tony, died in 2017. Now after Tony was euthanized due to age-related health issues, the main attraction became Casper the Camel, the camel and a kangaroo now residing at the Alexandria Zoo. In national news, the GOP convention in Jacksonville being scaled back because of the surging coronavirus pandemic. President Trump moved that event from Charlotte, North Carolina to Florida after a dispute with North Carolina's governor over social distancing requirements and face masks. The scaled back convention next month will likely result in fewer speeches, smaller crowds, and the use of both indoor and outdoor venues. A face mask mandate will be enforced at both of those places. And finally, Elvis Week in Memphis is being modified due to the ongoing outbreak. Graceland officials say they're eliminating any potential high-risk activity, including live performances, group parties, autograph signings, and meet and greets. Attendance will be limited for the remaining events, including a candlelight vigil due to social distancing. Elvis Week is scheduled for August 8th through the 6th. Looks like we've got maybe another quick shot of rainfall out there today. Nothing that's going to be too drastic. We'll keep the rain chances going at about a 40% chance a little later on. 
in the afternoon. Again, probably not going to be as widespread as it was yesterday. However, I would kind of keep an eye on the radar, especially as we get a little further on into the day. Temperatures are going to sit in the lower 90s. Heat index going to be pushing their way, probably mid to upper 90s through the end of the afternoon. Winds are coming from the east-southeast at 5 to 10 miles an hour. Overnight lows getting down into the mid-70s. We've got a pretty quiet weekend coming up. We'll see those temperatures warm up a little bit tomorrow. Mid-90 temperatures expected for your Saturday with mostly sunny skies. An isolated shower or two won't be out of the question here Saturday or Sunday, but it does look wetter for next week. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Our weather update brought to you by LifeLock. Are you only watching your credit to help protect your identity? You could be missing certain threats. You can save on LifeLock Identity Theft Protection at the summer sale. Go to LifeLock.com, promo code RISK. The sale ends on July 20th. News Talk 96.5, KPL. Right now, traffic. We have a traffic fender bender on Northeast Evangel and Thruway between High Meadows Boulevard and East Pond de Mouton. That's Northeast Evangel and Thruway between High Meadows Boulevard and the area of East Pond de Mouton. We also have a traffic fender bender on West Pond de Mouton near the area of North University. That's West Pond de Mouton near the area of North University. So make sure you're buckling up, keeping it safe out there. Traffic brought to you by ExpressPros.com. Looking for an easier way to find your next job? Hey, it's time to get to know Express Employment Professionals. Find a location near you at ExpressPros.com. To honor America and perform our national anthem, please welcome home eight-time Grammy winner, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, the Empress of Soul, Gladys Knight. So proudly we live at the twilight's last gleaming, whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight.
Bernie on Acadiana's Morning News. Okay, so this is a double-edged sword. Okay. Okay. Um, by the way, let me just say this to start off this hour now that you're here. Yes, sir. And um, and Caleb's now on the I've phone. I've decided he's, to roll in myself. <laughs> he's yeah. waiting uh -huh. in the wings and, and everything else. Uh-huh. You alluded to something yesterday on your show that we got our radio report card back yesterday. Yes, yes. And it yes, is sir. in no small part thanks to you guys, the listeners, let me tell you, this is why I roll out of bed when my alarm me goes off at three forty-five. Bernie gets to sleep a little bit later, but she has to stay later into the day. Um, KPEL is the fifth most listened to station in the entire market among all Yay. listeners. Anybody who's listening over the age of twelve, thank you. Yeah, y'all are beautiful people. I just had to do something that really pained me. I had uh -huh. to send Moon's ratings to him. Uh, oh, okay. And I had to say, <laughs> Moon, congratulations. You are number one. What? Number so, one. congrats to Moon. Yeah, and, uh, and, you know, one. And truthfully, everyone who, who plays a part, and that is every show that we have on the station. Yes. We come together and we have one goal, and that is to speak to your concerns. We bring you information on the news side. Moon gets to flush out your opinions mm -hmm. as they come in and his own as well. And uh, and that's what we try to do. We're like the Golden Corral that's still closed down. A little bit of something for everybody. That's so, right. Uh, we'll keep on doing that. And but then there's I Caleb. Say thank you. I was going to say, then there's Caleb that shows up and he's like, I'm just over here in the corner to make sure nothing gets out of hand. <laughs> I have I, I have two I have two weapons that you can see. There are four more you can't see and <laughs> I'm not going to show them to you. You know, um, Caleb Morris joins us from the Rustic Renegade. Uh, and thank you for being a part of our yeah, team, Caleb. Man. It's been a couple years and uh, and we love talking to you on Fridays for Firearms Friday. Firearm uh, it, Fridays. Awesome. Yeah. We hope you can keep it going. And uh, man, that that's that's a big accomplishment. Good job. Look, it's a it's a it's a labor of love. I'll tell you that. So um, let's kind of start off uh, with you. What's going on in your world? Um, we love to talk about things. We do also have a little bit of a game show coming up. But we're going to do that in the next segment. Um, what you talking about today? What's on your mind? So we got a few little things. I was we're looking at uh, another that I didn't actually send y'all is. Uh, we managed to set another record as far as background checks conducted this year. Mm -hmm. And we're just over halfway through this year. We've already completed an additional 300,000 background checks as a nation. Wow. That's what we did last year. So anytime there's any sort of um, confusion, social unrest obviously does it. Political unrest obviously does it. Anytime that even the issue of firearms and potential threats to the second amendment uh, second amendment come about and um, people tend to really think about what that means to them you know and maybe they've been into firearms or maybe i don't know maybe they're just worried and they and they want some protection i have always thought that you were so respectable in the fact that you know you've been very clear with us on this show that if someone comes in and they seem scared about something like they're trying to get a firearm or some other type of weapon for some sort of immediate use then you know you kind of pull back and and I think that's important to recognize that because you know what you could seize on everyone's fear and sell them the most powerful gun and upsell them to you know larger ammunition and and stronger you know and all this stuff but you don't do that. It's a it's a part of of you. I think that it comes down to respect of firearms. That's what it's really based in. You know, I, I believe so, and I, we definitely want to impart upon all of our customers, you know, the severity of what they're looking at, 
and I, I want someone to get into this this lifestyle, we'll call it a lifestyle, mm-hmm. and be here for 20 years. You know, I don't want to just sell them something and have them never come back. I want them to, to want to learn about it. We've even had people come in recently, uh, customers of ours who want to get into competition shooting. Oh. So, you know, I want to see that progression throughout the lifespan of, 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 of this enjoyable activity. Yeah, and you know what? And I think the Rustic Renegade, your place up on the thruway, um, I-49 between uh, Ponda Mouton and Gloria Switch um, is like walking inside your brain. You know, yeah. it's like you might as well put a giant ear on your front door. <laughs> and so you're like walking straight into Caleb's ear and you walk in and it's everything. I mean, it's all these things that you're interested in from the books to firearms to knives to full-fledged furniture you know, and there's also no shortage of places to sit. I don't know what your, uh, I don't know what your state fire marshal limit is, but you could pretty much go there, change seats every three minutes, and you would not run out of chairs all day long. You know, it's just, it's just what it's all about. And and that was why you decided to start this store. It was a big risk that you took. I mean, are we into the second year already? I think so. Yeah, July one made a uh, made year number two. Wow. And uh, man, it's exciting, especially whenever you, know, you, you saw from where we first were to now and uh granted we've had a lot of growth because of what's going on like i said we, we set those records as a nation so that's that's definitely helped us out and it's just wonderful to see the relationships grow and, and our customer base grow the way it has yeah i think so too so what issue are, are we talking about this week it, it seems like because it, just like with so many other things the the coronavirus pandemic and the changes that have been with that you also sort of have the social unrest about race and equality happening um, maybe not in the, the the violent kind of mob mentality way, at least physically on the streets, but um, we we are still watching things, and there are still people who really keep an eye on threats to the Second Amendment, um, notably Virginia. I feel like we've talked about Virginia more on this show in the last couple months than any other individual <laughs> state, just because we keep seeing changes there. Yeah, and uh, Virginia actually did have some stuff change, but I found something that I thought tied in well because we had that the governor's mandate going go into effect this week. Mm-hmm. So masks are now mandated in public places for everyone who who can wear one. Um, well, in Florida, they have a similar mandate. There was you know Florida man goes to Walmart all that good stuff. It's a perfect yes. headline when you read it. Yes. Uh, man's in Walmart pushing his disabled father. We assume uh, without wearing a mask as approached by a man wearing a mask. They exchange words. It didn't get violent at that point. Then the unmasked man pulled out his handgun to somehow defend himself in a verbal altercation. Hmm. You just, well, gosh, wow. So then you have this that escalated from nothing. Yes, and And you give ammunition, you know, no pun intended, to the folks who who think people are irresponsible with their firearms. Because you're right, it was a verbal altercation inside a store. Yeah, you know, and anytime you produce a firearm, that becomes a lethal confrontation. Even if you have no intention of shooting someone, no intention of taking their life, the moment a firearm is drawn out, it's a lethal confrontation because the, the individual who set the firearm drawn on them, trust me, they want to live. Right. Yeah. Um, Caleb Morse from the Rustic Renegade joining us on the phone. We're going to take a quick break when we come back. Have a little bit of fun on this Friday to kick off the weekend and also tell you about some things going on at the Rustic Renegade in Lafayette. All that more when we come back with Caleb Morse after this. Phone lines are open. Call the show at 232-1542. 
323-212-1542. Then listen live anytime with the free KPL News app, free in the App Store or Google Play. I mean, you were just talking about your headphones, though, correct? Yes, that was just my headphones. Good. Yeah, it wasn't anything weird, Rob. Good. Rob just has to take it there. What? How Good. you doing, wheels? How's the foot? Wheels are fine. You know, right. um, I think I'm, it doesn't hurt. Okay. I'm Yesterday, fine. I ran over my own foot with the scooter. Okay, that's and why I, I was came asking to a, you. a halt, and I almost flew over the handlebars, Oof. and I stomped really hard on the injured foot, but oh. I feel like I'm okay now. Okay. So. Anyway, Caleb Morris joins us on hey, the phone. Caleb, have you ever broken anything, like, you know, on your body, like bone-wise? Uh, not that I can recall. I've come close, but really? not that I can recall. I would, have, I would have pegged you for someone who had broken arms and broken legs all the time because you're just so <laughs> damn adventurous, you know? You are. Yeah, but I'm also not accident-prone. Well, oh, you know what? Well, there's that. Yeah, um, I mean, I have big muscles that protect my bones, so I never break anything. I might pull something and... Uh, you know, I'll just get some of that CBD cream at the Rustic Renegade. And, uh, anyway, I'm just kidding. I don't know if you have CBD cream there. No, I'm trying not to send the federal authorities there or anything. Um, okay, so this is something we started yesterday with Mayor President Josh Guillory. And it was funny. Someone sent me a list of, of, um, of quotes, okay? And the game is, who said it? Trump, Biden, or Kanye? So... Um, it is Friday. We are operating under Friday morning rules. Right. By the way, someone asked for an update on the beard. I actually just sent a picture to Caleb. The beard is coming in. Yeah. Not completely sold on it, but we'll you, see. You, I, I got to stick with it, man. I, by the way, I, um, I committed to 80 days. So that is till like the middle of September. So okay. we'll All see. Right. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> All right. So, um, Caleb, are you on board for, uh, Trump, Biden or Kanye? I'm down. Let's do it. Okay, so um, if your answer is right, that's what you hear. Okay, if your answer is wrong, all right. If your answer is um, extra right, um, that's all going to be there for you. Um, he likes that one. By the way, that's my favorite one. That is um, that is um, uh, Alvin Kamara when they gave him the lifetime supply of Airheads. Anyway, okay, here we go. Uh, let's start here. Uh, here's the quote. You know, it really doesn't matter what the media writes as long as you've got a young and beautiful piece of you-know-what. Oh, man. I know, right? See, we start. Uh, we started out hot. Kanye. Kanye. Okay, Caleb says Kanye. Uh, what's the answer? Uh, on, is it Kanye? I want you to give a guess. You, I have to give a guess? you got to give a guess, too. I, that sounds like something Kanye West would say. I'm going with Kanye. Oh, man. Oh. It was Trump. It was Trump. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Um, I think I do myself a disservice by comparing myself to Steve Jobs and Walt Disney and human beings that we've seen before. I would like to be more like a Willy Wonka and welcome to my chocolate factory. Uh, Caleb? Man, I want to say Kanye for that one too, but uh, let, uh, uh, let, let's go with Trump. Okay. okay. Bye. 
What are my choices? Kanye, Trump, or Biden? It's three. I'm going with Biden on that one. Y'all are all wrong. Of course it's Kanye. Chocolate Factory? Come on. Okay. Hey, Caleb. Um, Caleb, we're not doing very well, are we? Okay, let's see this. Right now we're betting a nice zero. Um, Uh, 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 This quote. Show me someone with no ego, and I'll show you a big loser. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say Trump on that one. I'm saying Trump on that one, Y'all are completely right. Yes, same. And you get it all. You get it all. Um, yes, that is Trump. Um, Woo, we're winners. My greatest. Now, this should probably give it away. Okay? okay. My greatest pain in life is that I will never be able to see myself perform live. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll go with Kanye. I'm going with Kanye. All right. Too. Uh, oh, yeah. Good job. Good job. Yes, that is Kanye. And oh, thank no. you, Camara. <laughs> um, and finally. And finally, how about this one? I don't even listen to that kind of music. My apartment is way too nice to listen to rap. Um, I mean, that, that one I would think would have to be Kanye because I don't think Biden lives in an apartment. Yeah. See, this deductive reasoning, Caleb, is why your business is such a success. Yeah, Bernie? that's what I think, too. All right, yeah. Oh, you got right. it, too. All right, uh, we'll have more of these later. Caleb Morse from the Rustic Renegade. <laughs> Thanks for your time today. Don't you feel as if you've really accomplished something today? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I believe so. I definitely believe so. Actually, there's one on there that I think is that it, it was one of the ones that was added to the end. And I think it happened in recently. And it says, and I'm going to go ahead and just do it in the voice. In life, you have to rely on the past. And that's why it's called history. <laughs> okay. That's a Trump. Come that, on. That That's was a not a good Trump. Yeah. That was bad. That though. was bad. That was I don't know what that that impression was. Who knows? I thought, I thought you were an impressionist in your spare time. Yeah. Uh, nope, I'm not. And by the way, Biden's uh, uh, that were on here, you need to work on your pecs. He told that to a reporter. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, Uncle Joe. All right. Hey, thanks, Caleb. Stop by the Rust Renegade this weekend to find everything that makes you feel like a man <laughs> or smell like a man or have hair like a man. Or drink coffee like a or man. Or drink black rifle coffee. Yeah, everything. Yeah. It's all there, uh, right there on I-49 between Pont de Mouton and uh, Glory Switch Road. You'll see it. Big old sign, the Rustic Renegade. And, of course, therusticrenegade.com. Yes. Thanks, Caleb. Have a good weekend. Y'all, too. Be safe. All right, okay, 737. Caleb, he's never coming back. He's like, I'm never. These people are crazy. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to find some sort of. I'm going to find a game every time. we got to have a party game every time he comes on now. All right, uh, news headlines are coming up. we have a virtual up. pin the tail on the donkey, please? As long as you're the donkey. I'm not, <laughs> no one's pinning a tail on anything in when here. When have I not been the donkey? Not on I'm me. I'm your little pony. Mm. I'm the little donkey. Nope. Here, yeah. do this list of 20 things and get it done in the next seven <laughs> okay. minutes, Bernadette Lee. That characterization, <laughs> characterization is false. I know, but it I sounds I am very fun. friendly. I know. I love to... I love to do that, though. It's funny. But if you do it wrong, I'm going to tell you. We're oh, back well, with okay. more. Get All right. breaking news <laughs> first and exclusive content now. Download the free KPL News app, free in the App Store and Google Play. It's the bottom of the hour. Now the top stories from KPL965.com. Good morning. I'm Rob Kirkpatrick with this news update. New COVID-19 numbers from the state health department show an increase of 2,280 cases and the daily percentage of positive tests. That's just under the 10% threshold the federal government has used to identify hotspots. 24 more deaths were reported for a total now of 3,375. Hospitalizations increased by 32 to 1,401. 
and ventilator usage up by 13 to 162. Low-income renters who are struggling to pay their rent can now apply for assistance through the Louisiana Emergency Rental Assistance Program. Matt Doyle has the details. Louisiana Housing Corporation Executive Director Keith Cunningham says the money will be dispersed on a first-come, first-served basis, but keep in mind... The program is available to individuals who are at 30% or below average median income. Governor Edwards says qualifying applicants can receive three months of rental assistance and... Eligible renters will have payments made on their behalf to their landlords. The application process can be accessed through 211 or LouisianaRentHelp.com. I'm Matt Doyle. Early in the pandemic, hospitals were reporting a concerning decline in the number of people going to the emergency room or visiting clinics for non-COVID treatments that could be vital for maintaining their health. But Oxner CEO Warner Thomas says patients appear to be a lot more comfortable going to their doctors these days. The governor put a moratorium on elective surgeries in the pandemic that were allowed to resume back on April 27th. A West Monroe man is arrested after allegedly hitting a police officer with his car and resisting arrest, all due to his refusal to wear a mask inside a Walmart store. West Monroe Police Chief Jeff Terrell says when 64-year-old Ricky Taylor refused a Walmart employee's request to put on a mask, a police officer working detail for Walmart intervened. Walmart requested that the officer tell this person that they were no longer welcome in the store. So basically to put that person on a trespass notice. Authorities say Taylor had a verbal altercation with the officer, refused to give his ID, left the store and got into his car. But that's when it got physical. Officer was recording the license plate number on his vehicle. And at that point, Mr. Taylor got in his vehicle and backed up and he bumped the officer. A second officer was called to make the arrest. A struggle ensued. The suspect reportedly said he had a medical condition that prevents him from wearing a mask, and he could not see the officer behind his vehicle. Terrell says if Taylor really had a condition, he should have just done curbside pickup. Their business is private property, and the business has the right to make requirements such as this of their customers. So they're requiring all customers to wear a mask. Taylor was booked on charges of resisting an officer, aggravated assault with a motor vehicle, and disturbing the peace. A Slidell daycare worker, 34-year-old Leanne Simon, faces one count of second-degree cruelty to a juvenile. The St. Tammany Parish Sheriff's Office says Simon allegedly twisted a child's arm behind his back before lifting the child up by that arm. The parents contacted authorities last week after taking the child to a hospital. In some national news, some three dozen retailers are inviting shoppers to get a really early start on those day-after-Thanksgiving deals with a Black Friday in July sale. They're offering online deals on clothes, home and outdoor supplies, cosmetic and tech goodies. Participating retailers include heavyweights like Amazon and Dell, Home Depot, Keurig, Williams-Sonoma, Gap, J. Crew, and more. They're hoping to attract shoppers disappointed that Amazon decided not to host its annual Prime Day because of the coronavirus pandemic. A convicted killer who murdered two men and a woman and their two children is scheduled to die today at a federal prison in Indiana. Dustin Lee Hokin's execution will be their third execution carried out this week. The fate of college sports this fall is still up in the air. NCAA President Mark Emmert said Thursday that the COVID-19 data is pointing in the wrong direction, and that there needs to be a much better handle on the pandemic if sports are to continue. His comments come as the NCAA released fresh guidelines for a possible return to the field in the fall. The Pelicans have announced that rookie Zion Williamson has left the NBA bubble at Walt Disney World to attend an urgent family medical matter. 
Team officials say Williamson is expected to return to Orlando for the NBA restart at a later date. And finally, 90% of the U.S. can expect 90-degree heat this weekend. Hot summer temperatures are forecast for the central U.S. and the south starting today. The heat will make its way to parts of the northeast this weekend. Last week, over 1,200 heat records were broken across the country, and it's going to be hot here, too, in Acadiana. Good morning, Daniel. A mixture of sunshine and clouds out there through the day today. We may see a couple pop-up showers and a thunderstorm or two, especially down along the coastline a little later on in the day today. We'll go with a 40% chance for a little bit of that rainfall. Highs going to sit in the lower 90s, lows tonight, and down into the mid-70s. Winds going to be coming out of the east-southeast at about 5 to 10 miles an hour, looking sunny and fairly quiet through the rest of the weekend. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. And right now, 74 degrees. You're listening to American Ground Radio's Morning Minute. Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry says the governor's mask mandate does not comply with the state's constitution. That forces police and businesses to act as mask police, opening them up to civil rights liability. And he's absolutely right. You see, each of these masking laws requires the operator of the business or organization to enforce the law and thereby infringe on their fellow Louisianans' rights. And this is going to expose thousands of Louisiana small businesses to litigation from individuals. And I guess the bottom line for most everyone, if the government can't do this legally, should they be doing it at all? American Ground Radio, where building a better America begins with building a better us. Return each Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. with Louis R. Abalone and Stephen Park. On News Talk 96.5 KPL and streaming live at KPL96.5.com. All right, it is 747 now at News Talk 96.5 KPL. Yesterday, Lafayette Parish released its plan for reopening. You can read about that on our website, KPL965.com. We have an interesting thing going at our local district and at the state level education-wise. We have a brand new superintendent here mm-hmm. locally, and we have a brand new state superintendent of education, Dr. Cade Brumley, and he joins us on the phone this morning. Thank you for making some time. I know a ton of people are calling you yes. right now, and they all want the answer, so we appreciate it. <laughs> Good morning. Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me, guys. Look forward to uh, the conversation, not just not just now, but uh, in the future. Okay. That's great. So let's just start um, with just talking about safety as sort of a general topic. You, you know, have a lot of people who you know, have a bunch of different thoughts. They are parents who are worried about the safety of their kids. You have employees who work in these districts who are worried about their own safety. Of course, from, you know, the, uh, the, the state education office, you want to make sure people are adequately prepared educationally to advance through grades. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as I heard, you know, someone say yesterday, we're not normally in the business of urgent care and taking temperatures and mm-hmm. having to think about this side. You normally say, Everyone come to class, and that's where our job starts. We're going we're gonna to mm-hmm. have the best curriculum we can, and we're going to prepare you the best we can. So this is a whole new thing, and you're really taking it on right as you're getting started. So let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so the, the state legislature asked that Bessie, the state school board, uh, set minimum standards for uh, reopening schools uh, during this global health pandemic. So that's not uh, a place or a situation where the Department of Education or Bessie would, would usually engage in terms of public health. But that, that was the call, and, and we answered the call. 
And so realizing that, that I'm not an expert in, in the virus, um, nor is anyone on my team, uh, we work closely with the medical staff at the Louisiana Department of Health, uh, with, with world-class medical team at Ochsner at Children's Hospital out of New Orleans and Tulane Medical Center, uh, and uh, in conjunction with local educators to build out a set of minimum standards uh, that school systems have to meet if they want to uh, open their schools this fall. And uh, in testimony, in fact, this week at the state school, uh, at the state board meeting, uh, one of the, uh, the the chair of pediatrics for Ochsner Hospital actually uh, indicated his support for the plan, as did uh, individuals from Children's and Tulane, and in fact called it on par or better than things they've seen throughout the United States. You know, I think one of the questions that we hear often, especially goes to the topic of local control, when you have different uh, districts doing different things, you have some pushing the start date back till September. Just in our own Acadiana area, we had St. Landry Parish announce that they were starting all virtual and then we'll sort of come back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Lafayette Parish that's going to start in a blended model where you know kids will go two to three days per week on campus and then two to three days per week off campus, depending on which group you're a part of. And one of the first comments we we see happen is, can it just be one thing? We just wish there was a universal plan. And, you know, and I'm always quick to say, are you sure that's what you want? Because right. because that means what's right in New Orleans has to be right in Shreveport, has to be right in Lake Charles. And you're talking about vastly different issues with the virus itself to the makeup of the students, to the makeup of the schools. So how do you, you know, empower these local districts to make these educated decisions when they might be very different depending on their situation. And that's something that, I mean, obviously, you kind of alluded to it. You, Your background is in education. It's not in public health. Right. Well, and, and realize, too, my background, I've, I've served in North Louisiana in a rural-slash-suburban uh, setting. And I've also served in uh, Jefferson Parish as superintendent, the largest uh, school system in the state of Louisiana. And those those areas are, are very different. The, the, the challenges that they face are, are often different. Now, some things are the same. You know, I've heard people say the same thing to me. Well, well, just let's just have one plan. Well, then once you start digging into that and you say, well, that means your local autonomy, you lose that. Uh, then then sometimes they back off of, of that thought. And, and I think that, that education has to be local. I think it's best when... Um, so many of the decisions are made locally, however, being influenced um, by state guidance. And that's the balance we tried to strike here. You know, we used the advice of the medical professionals to create minimum standards, uh, have communicated those out to local systems. And I've been impressed with local systems on the way they're approaching this and the creativity that they're trying to use in solving these very complex challenges. Kids need an education. We need school. At the same time, we know that we have many uh, parents that are concerned about sending their kids back to school. Mm -hmm. That's why we've asked every system to have a fully online model. We know we have employees that are concerned about going back to work. And that's why we said we have to make sure every school has the basic equipment needed, uh, as in other sectors where people are going back to work and feeling protected to all extents possible. And uh, so, you know, we have an obligation to kids and employees and across the board but at the same time, knowing that, that we are here to educate kids and we have to find a way. So do we actually have, you know, the ability to make progress? I know there are a lot of businesses, and I'll ask it a little bit more clearly. There are a lot of businesses who are fighting to stay afloat right now. They're not maybe thinking about expansion. They're just trying to keep 
their core business that they have going right now. Is that where we are as a state education system? Because there is a lot of work to be done. Or will we actually have the ability during this time to make strides, to make things better? Or are we really just trying to keep people somewhat educated until this is over? Well, if you look at if you look at spring when uh, our buildings across the state were were closed for kids, and that was in the middle of March, um, you know, school systems overall were not prepared for that situation. No one ever thought to be uh, prepared for that situation, and so I think the public gave systems a lot of grace during that time to try and work through things, and we're in a different place now. You know, we're five six months out. Uh, between that time and when these schools will be starting. And so a lot of preparation has gone into uh, this upcoming year. I've been impressed with a number of the innovations that I have seen. Uh, so to your, to your question, though, I think it, it would be naive to think that we did not have some level of learning loss. We know that we have learning loss every summer when kids have, have the two months uh, of summer. Um, and so you can only expect rationally to think that that's been exacerbated given that kids haven't, haven't been in the school buildings, um, you know, since, since middle of the middle of March. But I think there are areas where we are growing. We are growing in better understanding technology and the importance of that. Systems are going one to one with kids in terms of having a device. We are, um, exploring, um, both at the department and at that state capital issues around broadband. Uh, and so yeah. there are important things that are happening where I think that we will see growth and positive gains. Uh, but we have to be real and understanding that there probably was a learning loss and we have to pick kids up where they are and move them to the next level once we have them. One of the big topics yesterday when I was talking to folks uh, on the air during the afternoon was uh, whether or not at some point, the, you know, the state of Louisiana would consider moving further into having the money follow the student. Um, is I'm kind of curious as to what your position is on that. Yeah, so, I mean, that that is something that, that I have I've talked about for some time. I think that dollars should follow the, the child. I think that um, parents need choices. Yeah. You know, okay. I think one of the, one of the questions um, that people often ask relative to that question are schools that have, have been historically failing, mm-hmm. and how do you improve those schools? Yeah. I think you do that by having great teachers. You have a great curriculum. You have great leaders. You invest in early childhood education, but you also have to have competition in that and, and have, have choice for families. And so, yeah, that's something that I would support. But beyond, beyond uh, choice in, in, in the traditional school setting, I, I would say, you know, I'm, I'm even a, a supporter of homeschooling. Many parents feel that that's the best thing for them. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so often parents know what's best for their own kid. Can I ask about grading? Because we had a question that came in that was about, you know, obviously this is going to be a big adjustment. You're going to have kids, especially in our area, going to school twice a week in in class, you know, a couple times a week, a couple days a week virtual, at least until we get into phase three. Um, grades still have to happen. Learning still has to happen. Will there be any easement or guidance giving to teachers to maybe give some exception to this different way? Because, I mean, you have a lot of kids, especially once you talk about juniors and seniors, who may have already made their college picks, may be, you know, watching the specific GPA they have, you know, and may not be as successful in this model. Is there going to be some sort of guidance to teachers? No, that's a, that's, that's a great question. And uh, you, you should know, your listening audience should know, I'm, I'm a dad, okay? And so 
as I make decisions and as I have always made decisions, I've always considered what does, what would this look like for my own kids? And I think that your specific question around grading is not necessarily one for the State Department of Education, mm-hmm. but I think it's one that, that local uh, parents and community members and, and students, frankly, uh, should be having with their own teachers and their own schools and their own school systems. Dr. Cade Brumley, so much information. Mm-hmm. I know you're getting a ton of questions right now, and I also know there's no manual for this. Right. I mean, every business <laughs> can sympathize with you to say, we're just figuring it out as we go, and it seems as if the Department of Education is at least taking a step, even if it's in some direction. We don't know if it's the right direction. We, we don't know at this point, but trying to move forward to at least bring some normalcy back to our kids, and uh, we appreciate you taking some time for us today here in Lafayette. Yeah, thanks. We are literally writing the book as we all go, right? Yeah. But uh, yeah. at the same time, I'm very, I'm very pleased uh, with the information we've provided to systems. We're here to support them, and uh, we just all need to have patience with each other and, and show some grace, and at the same time, know that we have to, we have to give kids the education they deserve as we work through this. Thanks so much, Dr. Cade Brumley. You, we sir. appreciate your time. It's 7:58 now at Newstalk 96.5 KPL. You can read the full plan. That was released by LPSS yesterday at kpel965.com. It includes an explanation about how the A and B days will work. Um, and I also think it's important to note, um, and, and we talked about it in our in our newscast as well, You know that if sports is a part of what you were doing, if you choose the online option, you can still play sports at your home school. Okay. And um, we'll be talking about that. Bernie, it's one month from today. Yeah. Okay, so, I mean, things are ticking, and at least educators oh, can man. sort of start preparing for something. Um, we're back with more after this. 7.59 now at Newstalk 96.5 KPL. Here for you in times of uncertainty. Tracking coronavirus, I'm Rob Kirkpatrick on this Town Square Media Station. Team you can rely on even on the darkest days. I'm Bernadette Lee with your news and information update. We're working for you on air, behind the scenes every single day. We're following a potential hazmat situation on I-10 this morning. As you get out and hit the road, Bernie's got the information you need to know. Your radio home for news and information for more than 60 years. You know, it's everything I need in the morning. News Talk 96.5. KPL. The news you want to know. Attorney General. He lied to Congress. Chicken bar should have shown up today. You slandered this man. Circus political stunt. KPEL FM. Brobridge Lafayette. Fox News commentary. I'm Jimmy Fallon, and President Trump's niece wrote a tell-all book about growing up in the family. Next. It's happening. In just days, Publishers Clearinghouse will be ready to award $7,000 a week for life. That's $7,000 a week, week after week, for life. Don't miss your last chance to win. Go to PCH.com and enter before it's too late. That's PCH.com. Better hurry if you want the next big winner to be you. Enter now at PCH.com. Entries due 826. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. So President Trump's niece, Mary Trump, has a new book out bashing her uncle. Personally, I won't buy it. Because if I want to hear crazy things about the president, I'll follow him on Twitter. Why waste 20 bucks when the guy gives you all the dirt you could ever want for free? What's next? Am I going to pay for a selfie of Kim Kardashian? They're everywhere. And that's the point the president's enemies keep missing every time they tell us a new book is going to be his downfall. Just stop it already. We've had dozens of these bombshell books. The only thing they're taking down are people's bank accounts. Because here's the thing. We know the president is not exactly a choir boy if he's ever been to church at all. Nobody voted 
voted for Trump thinking he could pass a purity test. They voted for him because they were sick of establishment politicians who spent more time helping themselves than helping the country. In the past 40 years, the D.C. establishment has helped America as much as the iceberg helped the Titanic. So yes, Donald Trump is the presidential equivalent of a plumber who uses foul language in your kitchen. But he wouldn't be here if the political elites didn't clog the drain. That's your your 24-7 news source on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. Good morning, I'm Rob Kirkpatrick on this Friday morning with your headlines. Lafayette Parish Schools released its reopening plan, and it will be a hybrid model for now. According to the plan published yesterday, as long as the state is in phase two of reopening, students will spend two to three days in the classroom with the rest of instruction taking place virtually. Now a few important details. Students will be divided into A or B groups to attend school on alternating days. Now, that group is determined by your home address and if your house number is odd or even. You can find out more about that on our website. Now, two other details which have been important to some parents. Students who choose to attend the online academy are still eligible for participation in school sports at their home school. So that won't change. Also, if you're a student at a school of choice, your spot will not be lost if you choose to learn virtually this year, either the whole year or part of the year. Your spot is safe. COVID cases are surging and hospitalization numbers are rising sharply, but deaths and ventilator use are not following at the same rate as the state's first wave back in April. Oxner Chief Medical Officer Dr. Robert Hart says healthcare providers have developed new techniques to aid COVID patients that were not available back in March and April. That includes the use of the antiviral remdesivir, and that is much more accessible now. Is the Department of Health inflating COVID-19 case counts as a couple parishes have claimed? Assistant Health Secretary Dr. Alex B.U. debunked that story in a press conference yesterday. Kevin Barnhart has more. The theory states that the case count has been inflated by COVID patients being retested to only find out they are still positive for coronavirus. B.U. says he's heard the theory quite often and says it just isn't true. It's usually, I know a person whose cousin said, that's the way that we get those questions. We have not any credible reports of that. Certainly, I think what we've seen in the last week is across social media, a campaign to try to erode public trust in testing in general. B.U. says each case represents one person, not one positive test, adding there's nothing to gain from a beefed number. I'm Kevin Barnhart. The Office of Motor Vehicles expanding the number of offices that will operate using only online appointment scheduling. They're increasing it by seven. Those offices include Brobridge and Opelousas. OMV spokesperson Matthew Boudreaux says they're going to monitor these locations and if the process works out to consider implementing it as normal business practice even after the pandemic passes. A West Monroe man is in jail after allegedly getting violent after being denied access to a Walmart store for not wearing a face mask. Brooke Thorrington has that story. The Walmart employee told him that he would not be able to enter the store without a mask. That's West Monroe Police Chief Jeff Terrell. He says 64-year-old Ricky Taylor's shopping trip then took a turn. Walmart asked a police officer working detail to remove him for trespassing, and Taylor refused to give his identity. Mr. Taylor got in his car. The officer was recording the license plate number on his vehicle. At that point, Mr. Taylor backed up and he bumped the officer. Taylor was booked on charges of resisting an officer, aggravated assault with a motor vehicle, and disturbing the peace. I'm Brooke Thorrington. Governor Edwards approves business tax credits and tax cuts that will cost the state an estimated $25 million in the current budget year, at least $230 million over the next five years. The cuts come from many forms, including a substantial portion for the casino industry and a year-long suspension of the corporate franchise tax. Political analyst Bernie Pinsonot. 
it's a real balancing act right now for state government to cut some of these taxes yet at the same time do not hurt state government so we pay for our service. The tax cuts and credits were legislative priorities for the GOP in the recent special session. The cuts and credits aimed at helping companies who've been hammered by COVID-related economic loss. But Pinsonot says it's anyone's guess as to whether it'll make that much of an impact. It's not a lot of money when you look at the total state budget. How much, how much does it help these companies? We really do not know, but lots of them are struggling. Early in the special session, Edwards expressed concerns about the financial responsibility of the proposed cuts. But Pinsonot says the pandemic likely inspired him to step outside of his typical comfort zone. His shutting down all those businesses, he knows they've been damaged. And the question is, how bad have they been damaged? So it may be different, but I think the governor came to the same conclusion that most of the legislature did. A Lake Charles man who authorities say fatally shot two people and left a third person fighting for her life is now in custody. Calcasieu Sheriff Tony Mancuso says the manhunt that went on for more than 24 hours wrapped up when 51-year-old Neil Broussard surrendered by going to a Dollar General and asking an employee to call the police. Broussard was arrested at the store in a wooded area in Beauregard Parish where authorities had been searching for him. The Tiger truck stop in Gross Tet is changing ownership and the new proprietors will no longer display the collection of exotic animals that have put the spotlight on the business. The flagship animal, a 550-pound Bengal tiger named Tony, died in 2017. Now, after Tony was euthanized due to age-related health issues, the main attraction became Casper the Camel. The camel and a kangaroo now residing at the Alexandria Zoo. In national news, the GOP convention in Jacksonville being scaled back because of the surging coronavirus pandemic. President Trump moved that event from Charlotte, North Carolina to Florida after a dispute with North Carolina's governor over social distancing requirements and face masks. A scaled-back convention next month will likely result in fewer speeches, smaller crowds, and the use of both indoor and outdoor venues. A face mask mandate will be enforced at both of those places. And finally, Elvis Week in Memphis is being modified due to the ongoing outbreak. Graceland officials say they're eliminating any potential high-risk activity, including live performances, group parties, autograph signings, and meet-and-greets. Attendance will be limited for the remaining events, including a candlelight vigil due to social distancing. Elvis Week is scheduled for August 8th through the 16th. A mixture of sunshine and clouds out there through the day today. We may see a couple pop-up showers and a thunderstorm or two, especially down along the coastline a little later on in the day today. We'll go with a 40% chance for a little bit of that rainfall highs. Going to sit in the lower 90s, lows tonight, and down into the mid-70s. Winds going to be coming out of the east-southeast at about 5 to 10 miles an hour. Looking sunny and fairly quiet through the rest of the weekend. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, 74 degrees. Our weather update is being brought to you by Express Pros. Check out ExpressPros.com for all of the information you need for that brand new employee. Find a location at ExpressPros.com. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Right now, traffic. We have a traffic fender bender ambassador, Caffrey, near Tucker. That's ambassador near Tucker. Also, Ambassador between Robley and Dillard Drive. That's Ambassador between Robley and Dillard Drive. You've got an update for us. You can give us a call at 232-1542. Traffic brought to you by LifeLock. Are you only watching your credit to help protect your identity? Well, you could miss certain threats. 
Save on LifeLock identity theft protection at the summer sale. Go to LifeLock.com, promo code RISK. The sale ends July 20. KPL Topic Train is running right on time. Driven by Bruce Hart Poche, LLP, certified public accountants. 814 now at News Talk 96.5. KPL, welcome back. And um, hey, reminder, Bernie. Yes, sir. Um, today is the deadline for your state tax return. Thank it got you. pushed back because it was Wednesday, but it got pushed back because, you know, in Louisiana, we must still be paying that 1995 AOL bill. And nothing works. <laughs> I mean, Bernie, is there not a program that has been launched in this state that does not get off without a hitch at the beginning? Because we have computer problems. It's always some something, right? I mean, someone please call us from, um, let's think of some other places. Someone calls from North Carolina. Okay. Big tech place. We have a Uh big town square office in Charlotte. Okay. Um, Let us know if when y'all launch something like that, (laughs) it never happens right because... There are computer problems. I mean, what a mess. Okay, um, Netflix is revealing its oh. 10 most popular original movies, okay? Now, okay. this comes on news that another streaming service, Apple, has bought a new Justin Timberlake action movie. Uh-huh. And okay. so people are all thrilled about that. All right, are you ready for the top yes. 10? The Perfect Date, 55 million views. Um, the Platform, 56 million um, the Wrong Missy, which is really funny. It has David Spade in it. Okay. I mean, it's pretty trashy, but uh-huh. But whatever. sometimes if you just need something to take, Calgon sometimes, or David Spade, take me away. Sometimes you need to <laughs> sit in the bed eating um, graham crackers and chocolate chips because right. you're telling yourself it's a s'more. Right. And on a Saturday night. That's anyway, right. um, Triple Frontier, Ben Affleck, number seven. The Irishman, which Bernie and I, we both really loved. Yep. yep. Robert yeah, De Niro, amazing. 64 million views. Murder Mystery, which I thought was kind of hacky. It was the Jennifer Aniston, Adam Sandler one where they're I on the boat. I didn't see it. It was good. Was it good? It's kind of hacky. I much yeah. prefer, what is it, Knives Out? Knives Out was great. That was fun. It was fun. Um, you Six know, Underground. We've watched that a couple times now because we liked it so much. It is really fun. And you pick up on things that yes, you didn't you necessarily didn't see. see. Yeah. All right. Six Underground by Ryan Reynolds, 83 million views. Okay, now we're getting into the top three. Mark Wahlberg's Spencer Confidential, 85 million views. Bird Box with Sandra Bullock. Remember that was the one where she was blindfolded. 89 million views and with 99 million views extraction. Now that's another one where maybe take an extra blood pressure pill before you watch that one. Is that a horror movie or? I mean, it's just real action-y. Oh, okay. I like action movies. Um, I feel like I've been talking about ice cream all morning today. That's okay. Hey, it's July. Isn't July like National Ice Cream Month? Well, actually, Sunday is National Ice Cream Day. Oh, we need to celebrate that. I want to say, by the way, shout out to Dairy Queen. Yeah. On Sundays, like that's when you know society is like, you know what? Screw y'all. I'm wearing my elastic pants. Right. On Sundays, you can't get in that place. Like I pass by <laughs> that normally we're driving on Sunday evening because we've gone to like, I don't know, see family or something. Uh-huh. I guess back in the normal, good old days, we would have gone to church point, and like right. spend the whole day with family, but we don't do that right now. Anyway, 
You pass by that place, I'm telling you, it is like Times Square. No joke. Anyway, maybe that's why they're building that other one. I don't even know if it's open yet over on Kali Saloon, but they've been working on it. Uh, By the way, the top five flavors, chocolate, vanilla, strawberry, mint chocolate chip, never been a fan, and butter pecan. I like butter pecan. It's kind of like for some people, it's sort of bland, but every once in a while, you just want something that's just kind of, ooh, here's some ice cream. Hey, can I I shout out something? Butter pecan. That may be one of the best things I ever had. Tell me. So, um, Bezos, I don't know if they have it at all the locations, but for sure the one in Broussard down on the Ambassador Caffrey extension. They have a butter pecan pie. Oh, that sounds good. And I've never, I'm never really a big fan of the pecan mm. pie because it's really too sweet for me. I almost feel like it needs a little salt in it to kind of yeah. combat how sweet the juice is, or whatever you call it, the filling, <laughs> <laughs> the juice. Um, but they have a butter pecan pie that's like a cream, like it's, it's like a butter pecan. It has but pecans in it, and so it doesn't look pie. like. But it's oh. like a cream that's oh, in it. I think it. we that's, need that. I'm sure oh. it has a lot of butter in it. Given I, wonder, the name. I wonder if you can order the whole pie. I bet like, you can. You know, we should probably do some sort of official taste test. Maybe so. A review. We should get Maybe the whole so. pie and not share it with anyone else but our own fat selves. Hey, um, and <laughs> we're going to sit here and chew on it. Well, so so th- <laughs> this is what I'm bad about. Oh, by the way, you're, the location you were talking about, about the, it is open. Oh, it is? Yes. The location of and Dairy Queen. Yes, yes, apparently the milkshakes are delicious. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, That's hey, from a KPL listener. Well, thank you. Okay. Um... Speaking of Fizos, by the way, um, mm. we have this thing going on on our website right now. It started yes. at 6 o'clock this morning. Yes. You know what Seize the Deals are all about, right? Oh, yeah. Because they're, they're you know, the best. It's, it's usually a half-off deal. Very right. common. Well, um, we're doing something with 10 different restaurants right now. Okay. And it is a BOGO deal. Okay, so Ooh. what happens is you go to these restaurants, you buy one meal. Uh-huh. And then you get to get a second one of equal or lesser value for free wow. with these BOGO deals, all right? Okay. So if you go to our website, kpal965.com, mm-hmm. you click on Seize the Deal, okay? And it has it there for you. You can buy them. You can peruse them. All Neat. the restaurants. Fizos is one of them. Oh, yes. Go to our website. You'll see a post titled 10 BOGO Deals to Help You Eat Laugh Yet, all right? Listen to these. Um, you have Blue Basil Wine and Grill. Ooh. You have Acadiana Bar and Grill. Ciro's Bistro. It's right there on oh, Arnold Boulevard. Yes. Um, Broadus Burgers. Gary's World Famous Plate Lunches and Hamburgers. By the way, their meatball stew. Is like I will deliciousness. Put it, I mean, like I'll say the best I've ever had is uh-huh. my mother-in-law's right. meatball stew. Yeah, just because yeah. I think her pots just taste different. Okay. I, like, honestly, like they've been blessed by the Pope or something. Uh. They just taste so good. <laughs> nice. But a very close second is Gary's. Okay. Uh, Poor Boys Riverside Inn, Tabuli oh, Lebanese yes. Cris- Cuisine, yes. Young's Sports Grill. Oh, they have good stuff too. Burger Smith and Ooh. La Pizzeria Karen Crow. So oh. you pick from those and it's a BOGO deal. You can find more about it Sweet. at kpal965.com. Just okay. click on Eat Laugh Yet. Okay. So I'm there do you that. have it. I can't talk to you because I'm going to have to go do that now. Really? You can't yeah. talk to me because of that? Well, I guess I can talk to you a little bit, but it's food, boo. And let's be honest. I mean, isn't that what this girl is all about? Even though I have lost... 30 pounds. Oh, Lord. Uh, Alvin's happy about it, too. Okay, now let me ask you this. He is. Okay, so what about, have you, you've lost more than me, is that right? <laughs> I'm at about 36. Oh, Lord. But, uh, <laughs> but, um, but the problem is, this this knee injury, uh-huh. now I'm very happy. 
I have not gained any weight yet. See, okay, I can't do anything. Yeah, I was yeah. getting so much good cardio. I was uh-huh. going to swim. Yeah. I was doing laps. I mean, yeah. I was your regular Michael Phelps. The Speedo <laughs> didn't look nearly as good on me. But um, I was like Michael Phelps, you know? Right. And um, now I can't get the cast wet. Oh. So I can't swim right now. So, but, you know, I do have to say, you. it looks like some cardio activity when you're riding your wheels. I was about to say... The cardio of getting my scooter in the yeah. car and hopping around the car oh, to jump in. And the way I guess you that's, spin around this building, that's pretty That's pretty cool, Rob. I will be honest. Yes. I do like the speed of the scooter. Okay. I mean, I scoot like around It looks like you're skateboarding fast. only with a knee up. Well, you know? I had to walk into a meeting yesterday, and I as soon as I walked in there, I did like a Michelle Kwan. Uh-huh. I had my foot up in the air like I was getting the gold. <laughs> Um, hey, some good news yes. about the coronavirus. You know, we love to share these good little news stories because, oh, yeah. you know, we had one today in the news. And that is that in the spike that we have seen. So we're about three weeks into this kind of new spike of, yes. of the numbers and, okay. and how they're going up. The good news is that the death, hospitalization and ventilation um, rates have not kept up with it. See, you got to find a silver lining in every dark cloud. You know, I agree with you, man. That's what you got to do. Here's some more uh, good news stories. People are quitting smoking ah. in record numbers because of COVID-19. A study in England found more people quit smoking in the first six months of this year than any other time on record. 41% of them say it's because of the pandemic and they actually have time to focus on it. Now, that's interesting. That the reason was that they were yeah. busy before. They well, couldn't think about it. Yeah, it's track. exhausting. And you have to think about it. Yep. And then, you know, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people are still working from home, mm-hmm. you know, even there. But yeah, you do. You can walk away from it. You can sit in a comfortable chair and work on your laptop. Well, think about people who, you know? who live in buildings. Maybe yeah. they smoked when they were going to work oh, or yeah. walking on the street and then yeah. they're staying inside. Are they really going to walk downstairs to smoke? We're yeah. lazy above anything else, you know? No, um, not not us as a people. Yes, we are. <laughs> um, the pandemic isn't ruining exercise, uh, according to three out of four people who say it's been easier to keep up with their fitness routine at home because they've also had time. Oh. People have been trying all sorts of new exercise, including yoga, running, Pilates, hiking, and even biking. The Peloton app is the has been more popular than ever with people just kind of moving around their house. Okay. What if we did our own version of that? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine you and me trying to be inspirational? What do I have that I can? I don't know. Uh, I'll Look, do the scooter. Have... Okay. You could do the scooter. I could try to lift things to lift. Oh, that's impressive. Okay, so what I'm doing? Oh, wait. So I'm going oh, back. Oh, wait. I got to get <sighs> a photo of this. Oh, my. Oh, this is good, bro. This is good. Oh, work it. Work it, Rob. I'm I'm, I'm doing ah. a video of you. Oh, Rob. Rob is lifting I'm the scooter. I'm bench pressing the scooter. Yeah, I'm seeing this. Okay, that's good. Are you done now? See, that's that all exhausting? the cardio I need for okay, today. Okay, that was good. All right. I'm going to save that video. That's going up somewhere. You'll need it somewhere. Not sure quite where it's going to go. Hey, um, four high school students in California have created a brilliant coloring book to educate kids about the basics of coronavirus, including hand washing, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe keeping distant from your friends, rubbing your eyes. Big one. hearing about people rubbing their eyes. Okay. I got to tell you, I realize now how often I do that. Uh I, I do it constantly. So I have to literally stand up, go to the ladies restroom. Grab a little hand towel or grab a Kleenex from the front desk. Mm -hmm. You never really realize how much you touch your eyes all day long. You never know. Well, and I have allergies, right? Well, see, and that's the hard part. The allergies in the time of coronavirus 
is like, you want to be like God, really? <sighs> you can't give us one or the other? Right, I like, know. Like, you can't make those mold counts go down while we're trying to not touch each other and <laughs> talk to each other? <laughs> Do you find you touch other areas of your face as well? Well, because lot? of the beard, yeah. I feel like I touch it way more than I ever did. did before. Okay, but you, you promise you're going to stick with the beard until mid-September. I'm trying. Rob, I think it looks nice on you, man. I don't like it. You know how you when, don't like the look. Do you, you know how like when Vanilla feel? Ice had this thing and it looks like a chin strap? <laughs> That's, I look at myself sometimes and I think, Rob, who do you want to be? Uh, you don't look okay. like the rap guy's girlfriend. You look like the rapper, okay. and you're not. Okay. You know what so I'm saying? You're like, no. You drive your truck. Well, what you does Sarah take, think about it? She likes it. See, that's what I'm saying. I think it looks good on you. Well, it's finally got to the point that it's soft. Well, so it's, it's all that beard oil from the rest of Grenegade. Yeah. What What does that stuff smell like? Um, it's bourbon. <laughs> it's made with don't, bourbon. Don't be trying to drink that, Rob. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes I put it on and I think if people don't know, they're gonna think I was just now. Rob like, is like, oh, let me take a nip. Having a solid drink. <laughs> All right, it's 8:26 now at News Talk 96.5 KPL. We're back with more after this. Celebrating 20 years of enlightening Acadiana, Moon Griffon. Next on News Talk 96.5. Hamilton was adopted from a rescue in 2008. He really likes to be around people. I get out my mat and I'm doing a downward dog and he's underneath. He's quite the pug about town. He gets invited to a lot of parties. He knows he's a pretty big deal. Look at this little face. How could you not love him? Hamilton the pug, Instagram star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. And it's coming up now on 829. Hey, happy Friday to you. All right, coming up on the show today on Up Close, 2 to 4 today, uh, we are going to have some great guests. All right, at 2.06, look, we know, wait, oh, I'm sorry, am I supposed to turn your microphone on? I thought it was... Wait, when can I be a guest on this? You want some ratings? Uh, so you want to come on Up Close? I, if you ever I need someone, you? if you can ever I need call- someone, I'll be here. Okay. Probably not today, though. It's Friday. I'm ready to go home. But, uh, but now, wait what, a minute. Maybe on like you a Tuesday. Go and you throw that out there. <laughs> and, you know. I want to do like I'm a Tuesday or it a. It could be fun contesting. Let's make fun of Rob Day. And you throw that in no. front of me, like, you know, a pork chop in front of Bernie, which I will run to. Well, and then you anyone, just rip it away from me, Kirk anyone Patrick. Who listened to Up Close uh-huh. or um, Offsides on Monday knows yeah. that in the afternoon, things are not quite chemically right with me. Okay. And um, it's much different than the morning. And I've okay. had the whole day to be, you know, uh-huh. stepped on, spat at, and everything uh-huh. <laughs> else. By the time offsides happens, it's a free for all. But I'm just uh. saying, um, I would love some time. I'd love to do your show one day. Okay. All right. Put me on your list. Of so guests. does that mean you want to take over the whole show? No. Or you want me to oh, no. You got to do it. No, you got to do all the oh, work. Oh, see. And now it's got to be like, no, it's going to be. I'm going to sit over here with my you know sunglasses what? on and just. We're doing this Monday. Okay. At around 3.30. But are you available at that time for me to call you? Or well, is that no, not a I'm good ca- day? No, I'll be here. I'll, I'll stay here. No, that's too late. Well, yeah, we'll talk. I'll, okay, we're going to negotiate because... I'm good on Monday. Yes. I feel bad. Okay, what if... Let's move it. Why don't we... Uh, like, I what do you want to talk about? See, this is the weird thing. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. You, you know, you throw it out there. Okay, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. What if... Like, don't make me cry, though, like Barbara Walters. <laughs> We've already you done know, that before do you know on the weekend people, edition of I Up know. Close. Do you know how many people say to me, 
I can't believe I told you the things I just told you. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I don't know. I just ask questions. You know, yeah. I'm just kind of curious about people. I don't know. Okay. So what if I made you partially part of Winging It Wednesday on Tuesday? Wait, why are we doing Around 2 o'clock Are you doing Winging It Wednesday on Tuesday? No, I meant Wednesday. I was about to say. Well, see. Okay, yes, I'm in it. I'm in it. Two okay, o'clock on in Wednesday. To win it. I'm in it. Okay. Yeah. Now, does this mean I get to ask you a lot of things? You can ask. I'll, you know what? I'll be an open book for you. How about? Are that? you serious? I Are will you really be an open open book about it. I will. Yep. Okay. And I want you to forget about the organizational structure. Call anything? In, really? Can people call into the show and ask you things? Yeah. Okay. It'll be sort of but like remember, an ask me anything, like an is, AMA. Right. And it is my show, so y'all don't be mean to wheels. Because yeah. if you call up here and y'all try to be ugly to Rob, well, don't don't do that. I mean, I'll take it. You you can ask questions. Yeah. Of Rob, just be nice. You know what people are know. most interested in? It's so funny. Like when I'm talking to someone just about yeah. me, they're very interested in my time working at CNN. I know they ask all me too because they, they want me questions about you. Because you know what everybody yeah. thinks. This is what everybody thinks. Mm-hmm. Just in case you don't already. <laughs> oh, know. trust me, I read the oh, Facebook I'm sure, comments. I'm sure they're like. He is a liberal. He does this. He does that. Yeah. And it's like, no. Yeah. News is news. We we include all the topics in the news. And the re- reason we do that, as KPL listeners, we know that you guys are smarter than the average bear. Yep. You figure out. And we can put it what, out there. What you take for, yeah. you know, the information you need. It's just news. Well, and the so, funny part is every time they're very disappointed they, I when I always think, say. I know. They, they think you have some agenda. And it's like, you yeah. know what his agenda is? To be in Lafayette, the town that he loves, yeah. and give his family a good life. That's yeah. your big agenda. That's the agenda. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because when when I have that conversation with people, mm-hmm. and people just want to know about it, and I'm like, first right. of all, I'm going to bust your bubble and say, Nothing I did there was something you ever saw on TV. Right. I had like a boring job in contracts. I mean, I worked in the in well, news, sure. yeah. but I was like working with affiliates and helping them with their You were not, in fact, the rooms. president of CNN. I was not the president. I was not okay. the political director. You were not that. I never worked in politics. Uh-huh. I didn't work in D.C. Uh-huh. Other than covering the State of the Union for affiliates. And the reason, and you were working at Fox in Dallas. Before. Before you took the <laughs> yeah, CNN job. In the bureau, job. yeah. And you took the CNN job because you're like, oh, yeah, I'll take lots of money. <laughs> Please give me lots of money. I mean, you know, you get to a point where in the media business, mm-hmm. It's this weird, like, two-year cycle thing that everyone sort of works in because you go contract to contract to sort of move up. And and I'm a weirdo, right? I have a lot of family in this area. Yeah, but you... I didn't want to leave You're a national treasure. Oh, I'm a national treasure You are. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, I'll be honest. I can tell you, I'm getting so old, I I could put the historic stamp on me. (laughs) The one of the things that I think is so interesting and there have been other people from Agnes Derwin who have said this and, you know, she covered news in Lake Charles forever Um, and here and here for a long time um when you have the like the maria plus airs Mm -hmm. um and even the hoyt harrises and Mm -hmm. you know people move here guess what you know who's on his way of doing that jim hummel he's been here for like 12 years he loves and people come and Mm -hmm. and so you do two things you either move market to market yeah and you have to go into a new place and figure out credibility Mm -hmm. and all this stuff or Mm-hmm. You super serve a place you care about and enjoy living. Yeah. Darla Montgomery. I yeah. mean, like you look at Marcel, they're mm-hmm. all from here mm-hmm. and it's like, don't think they don't get phone calls, yeah. but they made a mm-hmm. decision that this is where I want family to live. Yeah. And a job is just well, a part of me. Yeah. And one of them, I was like, there is no way I'm driving that far every day. Yeah. And I did not, yeah. I couldn't at that time. 
I wasn't, long story short, I love it here. And I know you do too. Yep. And so I just, you know, for you, it, it's about, you fell in love with Lafayette. And the and the kids get to do You're the things. You're a hop, skip, and a jump from all the kids' I grandparents. Know. I know. You know. They're all, you go east or west. west. We can get uh-huh. to any of them, you know. So, okay, you know what? This will be a fun, okay. fun winging it can Wednesday. Can I ask you, like, seriously funny or weird personal you can. stuff? You can, yes. Okay. I'll tell, I'll tell my wife not to listen. Okay, t- yeah, tell your wife or any of your family, don't listen. Yeah. And people, y'all get ready for your thoughts. Which, what do you want? What's your burning question that you want to know about Rob? Yeah. And he's going to answer it. I, I always Wednesday. think the, the funny thing is uh-huh. um, it, the raging liberal thing is always mm-hmm. funny to me for one, for one purpose uh-huh. is that, you know, Moon and I go round and round, but every yeah, promo you've ever heard from Moon show since I've been here, I've written You've Same written, with the Ross report. Same with them, offsides. You have produced them. I mean, you constantly promote them. Yes. So you know, that so, is always funny. And but I will but say it's this: okay, because not everybody understands like the business and what we do behind the scenes. We are a small staff too. Yeah. Yep. We would love to be able to cover even more stuff than we do, but we're doing we're we're doing with the help of the KPL listeners what yeah. the big boys do. Yeah. But with a very small staff. Yep. And, you know, it's just. A, um, and thank you all for the great report card that y'all gave us. Yeah. Because y'all, y'all's report card was super fantastic. Yeah, we we appreciate you. And, yeah. and that's why we do so it. That's why we get up so you, early. I'm going to start making up weird right. freakazoid questions for Wednesday. All right. That's fine. Hey, KPL people, y'all do that, too. I'm going to flood the lines and ask some questions. Can we get a screener that day? Know, just to- <laughs> I want to know about your first kiss. Oh, God. Are we really doing Not, that? Oh, yeah. Ooh, it's embarrassing. Oh, I can't wait to ask. Okay, okay this is... Are you nervous now? Well... Don't you know be what? nervous. Okay. I'm not nervous, but right. I don't like not being in control. <laughs> I know. It's awesome, but it's fun. Okay. How about this? I'll also give you a phone-a-friend if somebody needs to explain something. We'll if do a I, phone-a-friend. Yes. If I ask you a question, you're like... I, I can't answer that. It's crazy. Uh, Bernie, why'd you ask me that question? I'm going to give you a phone, a friend. Okay. 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 And um, maybe we'll even play a little truth or dare. You is, tell me the truth. No, we're not, we're not doing that. You don't want to take your wheels out on Bertrand? <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. All right, listen. Luckily, subject, I'm, luckily I'm, pretty, I'm pretty much an open book. I mean, you there are, are pretty. There aren't a lot of book. things that people don't already know or whatever. Uh, right. but. Okay, now listen. Uh, seriously, though, in all seriousness... I've been getting so many wonderful ideas, and I don't want those ideas to stop on who you would like to hear on the show. I got another one yesterday, um, and so it's not exactly the same guest, but it's a similar guest to a request that I actually received yesterday. Um, so you can send them all to Bernie at KPEL965.com. So just send them there. And um, so we're doing this on Wednesday. It's going to be a cool. blast. All right. All right so the two it. o'clock hour on Wednesday, is that what you said? No. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's what I said. All right. I'll, Who am I'll, I? I'll tell my people. <laughs> All right. It's eight. Thir- okay, self. Okay. I got it written down. All right. It's 839 now at News Talk 96.5 K. News Talk 96.5 K. Bell. Depend on it. Partly sunny skies across Acadiana today with your highs getting into the lower 90s. Maybe a 40% chance for some scattered showers as we get a little further into the afternoon today. Overnight lows going to sit in the mid-70s. Winds coming from the east-southeast at about 5 to 10 miles an hour. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. News Talk 96.5 k
JPL. Right now, traffic. Ambassador Caffrey right at Tucker. That was an earlier crash. Hopefully, it's been moved to the side of the roadway. If you got an update on traffic, call us at 232-1542. 232-1542. Traffic brought to you by LifeLock. Are you only watching your credit to help protect your identity? Because you could miss certain threats. Right now, you can save on LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. The summer sale is going on. You can go to LifeLock.com, promo code RISK, and the sale will end on July 20th. I need love, love. We're joined on the phone by Joe Cunningham, always with some interesting insight. And in this situation... I mean, it's not just all your knowledge, but it is, it's your job, you know, and, and you, um, heard about this plan. Uh, of course, as you know, there have been conversations about how there's been conversations about if there's been conversations about when, and that comes to uh, reopening schools in the fall. We have Lafayette Parish plan, uh, out yesterday. It is called learn Lafayette. And, uh, let's just, let's just start off the top, Joe. What do you think about the plan? And especially, you know, thinking ahead a month, uh, exactly a month from today, and how you'll implement this with your students incoming. You know, I think that this uh, this plan is ultimately, uh, it, it's a very good start. It is a conversation starter. It is something that the district needed to get out there because there was a lot of uh, concern. You know, we, we had heard uh, St. Landry Parish's plan to go all virtual, mm-hmm. and actually before that they had had another plan they had released to those schools and it was going to be kind of a hybrid model, uh, but they ended up scrapping that because of the spikes in St. Landry Parish. and decided to go all virtual for the time being. St. Landry Parish um, made their changes go all virtual. It looks like Lafayette Parish kind of took their concerns into consideration, but ultimately decided, look, we have to get our kids into schools. We, we, we cannot let our kids you know, be at home for more than half the year. And I think that's a, a, a really good decision. There's, there's a lot of social and psychological and, frankly, economic reasons why kids need to actually physically be in schools in the fall. And that's not to say that, because a lot of concerns from educators is, oh, well, you're sacrificing your teachers so that you're, you can, you know, go back to work or whatever. That's, that's not really the case. And Kids have to have their social interactions. It's one of the big things about in-person school is having these social interactions with their peers, having friends, doing things. Even homeschooling uh, has homeschool groups where kids can interact with other homeschool kids so you understand and recognize that there is this need. So the kids need to be back in their schools. The big question is, Will this plan work? And I think for the most part, you know, what you would describe in your newscast, what you said in your first segment, it's all uh, it's all right on the money. I think this is a, a a good plan, a good start. There's a couple tweaks that I think we'll probably see over the next few um, the, the next uh, few days and over the next couple weeks. One of them is the the K through five situation. Mm-hmm. Um, when when Saint Leisure Parish, for example, originally had their plan to go hybrid, uh, kindergarten through fifth grade was going to go to school. That was going to have to happen. The reason for that. Child care concerns. I mean, you have younger kids. I have younger kids. How impossible is it going to be to care for those kids only every other day? There's not enough child care in Lafayette Parish. I know for parents to get their kids somewhere every other day. And I, I'm telling so you, I was talking a, to someone yesterday, and um, 
And they said their concern, okay, now this was someone whose kids are all grown. They're, they're in college. I think one's graduated from college and one's still in college. And she said, the one thing that I can't get out of my mind is a seven-year-old kid who's going to be left at home because the parents have to go to work. And the parent who thinks they'll be okay and let's set them up with, you know, they know how to get the food and drink out of the refrigerator and they uh, know how to entertain themselves. That is frightening to me because you are right. There's not enough child care. And that's a hard part. And that's and it's also an added expense. So it might be out of reach of some people. So it's almost like I just feel like now that we have this this plan out, we might see some options spring up in which you're going to have kids together anyway, whether it's camps that kind of spring up to help with this virtual learning. Um, I mean, I'm one of those people. Uh, my wife and, and I both work full time. So we have to make plans for our kids, even when the school year starts. Yeah, and that's that's one of the big things that, that had to be taken in, into consideration is the parents as well. Uh, you know, one of my colleagues mentioned uh, on social media that it's not so much a matter of child care. It's the fact that, you know, we have... Our kids have grandparents who are nearby. You know, we can, you know, if, if we need something, we can send the kids to the grandparents. But if we're getting exposed to COVID-19, we can't send our kids to older relatives to take care of them because we don't want to expose them to that. Yeah. This is the, the, the big thing here is still the disease. How are you going to do that? That's, that's the, the, the thing that made this so hard. I mean, you know, covering the disease and everything that the data from COVID-19 changes pretty much every day. Uh, you know, we're, we're seeing different reports of, okay, we're seeing the data shows the virus does this. And then like a week later, we're like, oh, no, actually what's happening is this. Yep. A lot of people still making their judgments on the, on the uh, virus based on information from March and April when even the information from June is no longer valid. So, and that's also how science situation. works. You know, I mean, that yeah. we learn more and maybe we, we say this is what we're thinking, that we do two different studies, they show two different things, and we realize uh, maybe it's not so much. Or maybe it's just not so definitive. Exactly. I mean, one of the things that we do see, one of the reasons that I'm okay with reopening the schools is the fact that we have studies from multiple nations, including ours alone, that show very little, if any, contact uh, or uh, infection from child to adult. We see adult to child transmission, but children apparently uh, cannot carry the virus load that is required to actually be contagious with this virus. So that is something that is a positive and one of the reasons that we are really more comfortable sending kids back to school. Now, you put, say, in some schools, 1,500 to 2,000 kids all in the same building. No. Who knows what's going to happen high, there. You know? Yeah. Um, you know, it's... I want to ask about, you know, is this optimal? Because what I'm thinking, if I'm a teacher and I just have half the class at a time, which we know it's going to be this A-B plan in theory, it should be roughly 50-50. I don't, I don't know if, you know, I don't necessarily have the stats to know how many odd-numbered house numbers we have. You know what I'm saying? But in general, you'd think yeah. if people live on both sides of the street, so you have even and odd numbers, you should end up with about 
Does that mean as a teacher you're teaching the same thing twice? Because you're going to have to do it with one group, then the other group, then the first group comes back and you can move on, but then you have to teach that again. I mean, how does a teacher manage that? Because it almost seems like it will take so much more time to get through things. Well, the ideal situation is that a, and, and this is something that the district's going to have to address. And, and from what I've been able to gather, uh, the, the, the coordinators at the district level are working on professional development sessions to help teachers understand how to do this. Yeah, there's going to be some repeat teaching from, from day to day. But ultimately, I also think this is going to be uh, a good opportunity for teachers to really learn how to provide instruction online. And rather than posting an assignment or a worksheet on the Internet and having their kids complete it and submit it to a Google Drive or whatever, this is a chance for teachers to record a lecture, record uh, instruction on how to do specific items on a test, this gives us ways so that we can continue the instruction even when kids aren't in the classroom. Now, for me, I'm a history teacher. I'm going to have to give a lecture to students, and there might be some of that that's offline. But for a math teacher, it could very well be, all right, here's some examples of how to do these types of problems. Now, over the course of the next couple of days, I want you guys to record yourselves doing these problems. And I will give you feedback whenever you're back in the classroom. You know, yeah, that's one thing yeah. that, that a math teacher can do. So you can kind of, it, it's in education, kind of the inside baseball thing. It's called blended learning where the actual instruction takes place at home and the reinforcement of the instruction happens in the classroom. Mm -hmm. So, But it, it's, it's just in, like the contract, Tracy. That works. You, you have to yeah. assume if it's going to work, everyone has to do it. And we just know it's, that's not going to happen. You know, we know that every... Every household's not going to provide the, the same uh, level of learning. Um, Joe, we have to leave it there for time. Um, I want to have you back on, though, to talk about this. Obviously, you, your teacher friends will kind of get together, and I'm sure you guys will start to hash out a lot of these things as you start to look ahead to what the school year is going to be like. August 17th is the date. That's exactly one month from today. And um, I would imagine if we if we go ahead to August 16th, the day before school starts, things will probably even be different from this because just like we said before, it's science and we learn more. A month is a long time with this coronavirus we've been dealing with, especially when it comes to recommendations, directives, everything else. So, Joe Cunningham, thanks so much for your time, sir. Thank you very much for having me on. The Rush Morning Update is brought to you by Luxury Limo of Lafayette. Book your next traveling party at LuxuryLimoOfLafayette.net. Portland, Oregon has been the scene of violent protests for almost two straight months. This week, an anti-capitalist group calling themselves the Pacific Northwest Youth Liberation Front set up a so-called autonomous zone like the leftist crazies in Seattle did a few weeks ago. Now, nobody with any sense wants to risk their lives to go downtown. Businesses in Portland have suffered over $23 million in damages and counting. These vicious, violent, hate-filled, anti-American protesters are also attacking federal buildings. Now, to protect this federal property, the Department of Homeland Security deployed federal agents to Portland. That has caused the mayor of Portland, Ted Wheeler, to go ballistic. Mayor Wheeler is blaming the federal agents for bringing violence to Portland streets. Well, all they've done is defend themselves when attacked by these worthless shreds of human debris anarchists. Mayor Wheeler is demanding that federal agents either stay inside their federal buildings or get the hell out of town. 
Now, this nut job mayor also ordered the federal agents to clean the graffiti off of these buildings, graffiti that was put there by the violent anti-American, anti-capitalist rioters that Wheeler has allowed to control his city. Mayor Wheeler in Portland, like Mayor de Blasio in New York, is an abject idiot. It is amazing there are any businesses at all left in either city. And for how long will there be? CBD getting a lot of attention these days. Level Select CBD is a brand to watch from Cadenwood, the trusted leader in CBD. Their sports creams and roll-ons are great for pro athletes, amateurs, anybody trying to keep active. No matter what activity you engage in, you could use the relief Level Select CBD provides. Retired athletes like Steve Garvey and Carson Palmer use it every day. And now, PGA Tour champion Ricky Fowler has made Level Select CBD his brand of choice, too. They use it because it works, folks. Independently tested, 0% THC made in the USA. Go to LevelSelectCBD.com, use the promo code CBD25 for 25% off any of their full line of CBD products. That's LevelSelectCBD.com, promo code CBD25, or dial pound 250 on your cell phone. Say Level Select, and this offer will be sent right to your phone. You will have the option to receive a one-time auto-dial text message from Level.com. I'm Elizabeth McDonald, and this is the Fox Business Report. Home building picked up last month as more communities were reopening after coronavirus shutdowns. Housing starts, which is groundbreakings for new construction, rose more than 17% in June. Permits for future building rose more than 2%. Though both numbers show improvement, economists were expecting an even stronger bounce back. ExxonMobil says it has developed new technology to reduce emissions associated with refining crude oil. It's been Working with the Georgia Institute of Technology and Imperial College of London, the research is published in the journal Science. Analysts at Argus Research are upbeat about Hormel, the maker of Spam, Chili, Pepperoni, and other foods. They see the stock rallying as people continue to cook and eat at home. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Cosola, invested in you. It's happening. In just days, Publishers Clearinghouse will be ready to award $7,000 a week for life. That's $7,000 a week, week after week, for life. Don't miss your last chance to win. Go to PCH.com and enter before it's too late. That's PCH.com. Better hurry if you want the next big winner to be you. Enter now at PCH.com. Entries due 826. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. He ran for state office and was beaten. Started a business and failed. Ran for Congress and lost. But thankfully, Abraham Lincoln didn't give up. Persistence. Pass it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Get the free KPL News app in the App Store and Google Play. News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Brobridge. Lafayette. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the KPL News app. Now the headlines from the KPL News Center. Right now, 74 degrees here at the KPL Studios. I'm Bernadette Lee with your news and information update. Well, some pilots could avoid losing their jobs because of a creative deal. Fox's Jenny Casola explains. 
United Airlines and its pilots union have a deal to limit involuntary furloughs. Airlines are dealing with a dramatic plunge in demand because of the coronavirus. There are two different packages. Pilots age 62 or older are being offered an early retirement deal. There's another program that will allow pilots to leave voluntarily or reduce their hours while keeping their health benefits and staying current on their training. Airlines are hesitant to lay off pilots during a downturn because it's expensive to retrain them when they retire turn to work. United is sending out notices of potential furloughs to 36,000 employees in the U.S. That includes more than 2,200 pilots. Ginny Kosolda, Fox News. A popular ride-sharing company is going the extra mile to keep both their employees and customers safe amid the coronavirus pandemic. Lyft will provide 60,000 specially designed partition shields to its most active drivers to protect them and their passengers from the coronavirus. The ride service will sell the shields at cost for $50. Since May, Lyft has been requiring both passengers and drivers to wear a mask during trips and has been providing sanitizing products and masks. Last month, Lyft estimated trip requests were up around 26% from the low point in April, but business is still down. 70% from a year ago. Ginny Cosola, Fox News. 15 women who worked for Washington, D.C.'s NFL franchise alleging sexual harassment and verbal abuse by former team employees while speaking to the Washington Post. The National Football League says these matters, as reported, are serious, disturbing, and contrary to the values of the league. The NFL statement concludes, quote, the club has pledged it will give its full cooperation to the investigator, and we expect the club and all employees to do so. We will meet with the attorneys upon the conclusion of their investigation and take any action based on the findings. The team has hired attorney Beth Wilkinson, who told Fox her firm was retained to do an independent review of the team's culture, policies, and allegations of workplace misconduct. That's Fox's Mike Emanuel reporting. Mostly sunny skies out there again. Today we'll see those temperatures work their way up into the low 90s, about 92 degrees, a 40% chance of rainfall in the afternoon. So be on the lookout for a few spotty showers. Winds are from the east-southeast at about 5 to 10 miles an hour. Your overnight low is going to be dropping down to around 75. We've got better rain chances on the way for next week as after we have a fairly quiet weekend. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. And right now, 74 here at KPL. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, traffic. Some road debris reported over in Youngsville on Lafayette Street at Young Street. That's in Youngsville, Lafayette Street at Young Street. Please buckle up, Alex.